One, two, one, two, three, out! Stop surprising me like that! It's my favorite thing to do. Are you fucking recording? Yes. Of course you are. <laughs> Hi! Hi! I wasn't ready. She wasn't ready. She's got food in her mouth. Do I, it again! No, because I like to think it brings a certain charm to the show. It's inappropriate! <laughs> Welcome to Ghost and Hoes. Ghost and Hoes, Ghost and Hoes. I'd say it, but I'm trying to She's eat. She's trying to eat real quick because he surprised you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghost and Hoes, paranormal podcast where we discuss all things spoopy. Yeah. Everything, like all of it. Every, is it weird? We're going to talk about it. Is it scary? We're going to talk about it. We got ghosts. We got Bigfoot. Where'd your sock go whenever you washed it last? Right. Mm. We're going to figure it out. World's greatest mysteries. Oh, yeah. Um, but now on a more serious level, this is actually going to be a special episode. Um, and we are going to not only dedicate it to, but also discuss the cases of uh, Lorraine Warren, who just passed away on April 19th. Yes. So just so, a few days ago. Right. Um, and... Oddly enough, you know, I've mentioned before that we record these things. We're a few ahead of what you actually hear. So, um, and we have been threatening <laughs> and discussing <laughs> to do a Warren. Yes. An, well, a we, whole episode on the Warrens. Yeah, because we said if we got a certain number of, oh, excuse me, I'm going to die. Don't a certain number of reviews before whatever arbitrary date we said a while ago. Right. Yeah. That we were going to do an entire episode on the Warrens. And we got that number, I think it was 25, number of uh, reviews. Sure. I think. Uh, maybe 20. I don't It doesn't matter. But um, We just threw random numbers yeah, out there. Yeah, it's all arbitrary. <laughs> um, uh, we were going to do it a while ago, but we just hadn't gotten around to it yet. And so we kind of figured that now would be a good time to deliver on that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, our second hoedown episode, which... You are all about to hear as well. Well, no, you will have already heard it by now. Yes. Good God. Well, it, it's, like, I mean, it's like being in a time machine. It's so confusing right? to me. Mm. Um, but uh, you guys have heard us mention the Warrens a lot. Yes. Um, so today's the day. Today's it. Today's what we've been threatening to do and um, wish we had, you know, doing it under a more better, more better. A more better. A more better occasion. Yes. But, you know, rest in peace, Lorraine. She was 92. She was in her 90s, yeah. She was. You she know, lived a damn long time. She did. Life. You know, it's not yeah. like she was 65 and got hit by a car or had a heart attack. I yeah. Mean, she died peacefully in her sleep. I, yeah. Who doesn't want to go out that way at 92? Yeah. You know? Exactly. So, um, oh, hi, I'm Dee. <laughs> we, we'll never get that. No. Z. Yay. I'm producer Nick. Producer Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Co-producer the Hubs is in the house today too, sitting in the corner lurking, Hi. picking his fingernails right now. Yep. Um, drinking wine. Yes. Uh, so uh, today we both have um a story, each Warren cases, and uh, we were just also going to talk about you know the controversial topic of the Warrens themselves. Uh, they you know they were pretty controversial. Um. You know, it was interesting the day she died, the the things that people were posting. Um, my feed specifically, it, it literally, because I my Facebook is predominantly, I would say, paranormal 
people, people mm-hmm. I've met at cons, people I've met just in the field itself. Yeah. Um, but so, I mean, my whole feed all day was just that's that's all it was. There yeah. really wasn't much. Um, and I would say that 99 percent of it was were, were just wonderful, sweet, very respectful, respectful words. And then there was that one percent. There's one percent, you know, and, and we've said it before. It's the Warrens themselves. You're either Team Warren or you're not. Um, there are some of us that reside in the middle. I personally am one of them. Um, but it, it's it's real interesting because those who are very skeptical of the Warrens um, are usually kind of nasty about it. Yeah, like super nasty. There were things that I saw on people's Facebook posts that day that were just so unbelievably just rude. Yeah. And nasty. And and disrespectful. And 100%. Yeah. Well, and devil's advocate here, you know, those people think that because they didn't respect someone in life, why do I have to be respectful in death? Well, you know what? You don't, but save it. Why today? Why the day she died to go ahead and reiterate all the shitty things that you've said about them repeatedly in the past? Why now? Let it go a day. Wait a week. Yeah, it's like, I've said this before. Who cares? But blah, 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 sharing an article. Yeah. Just like, okay, why today, though? You've already said it before, so why do you need to say it today aside from getting attention? Right. You know, and there's like a big fat circle jerk of people who are like, the Warrens, liars, on the day they died, on the day that Lorraine Warren died. I'm like, is that really necessary? Can you guys just go bloviate somewhere else? Outside of the internet where I don't have to see it. Bloviate. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, that's a word. I went to college. I, I'm, that's a fucking word. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna Might Google have to look that, that one. one up. That's yeah. a good one. Bloviate. Thank you. Bloviate. I like the way it sounds. Bloviate. Why don't bloviate. you go bloviate yourself? Okay? I don't think that's how it works. Nope. Well, you know what? It could be. I don't know. Oh, well, I, don't then, know yeah, the, I don't even know what the fuck it means. I don't know the definition. Yeah. But I get it. Yeah. I, I mean, I get the gist of it. Yeah, exactly. You, know? you get the gist of bloviate? Well, blow hard, right? Oh, maybe. Just out there, just... Don't look at me. Fucking. I also am in the same boat <laughs> as you. <laughs> so it's... It, the literal definition is talk at length, especially in an inflated or empty way. Yeah, okay. Oh, blow okay. hard. Yeah. I blow was, hard. I, was blow really hard. I bet you blow hard comes from the word bloviate. I was hoping that Z was one of those people for a quick second that like just says words but doesn't know what they mean. <laughs> no, <laughs> and she's just she's all not. like, yeah, what are they, can they just bloviate? And it's just all like... To prepare a charcuterie. No. no. Charcuterie. I also but didn't know what charcuterie was until a few weeks ago. Really, really. We learn you. We learn you good. But yeah, it just really it was grinding my gears. Yeah. I well, was not pleased. No. No. I, I thought, you know, my personal take on those types of posts was, yeah, disrespectful. And they don't care. And that's okay. That yeah. they, uh, sure. Sure. I still find it was disrespectful. It's not. Here's the thing. It's Facebook, though. This is my page. I can post whatever the hell I want. You can. Yeah, sure. And, but that doesn't mean you're not a dick. Th- there you go. Well, Just there you go. I don't feel like mincing words, and I don't feel like being nice to people who are complete and utter assholes. Right. So if you're listening, you know who I'm talking to. 
and you can just S my D because you're a dick. You can go charcuterie yourself. Charcuterie go yourself. Go bloviate yourself, <laughs> bruh. Um, but those those are the one percent. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, and they, so well, hold on. That was one percent of on, our of feed. our pay of our feed on we Facebook have a that real day. Similar Facebook. Feed. I don't know what the real percentage is. Um, but there are a lot of skeptics, and, and I wouldn't say it's just one percent. No, yeah. just that day on our feed, it was you know ninety nine percent lovely words and one percent shitting on the Warrens, which you know. Yeah. But like, we've talked about this though. It's, yeah, and that's the thing. Like the point is, have your beliefs, have your opinions, great. be a skeptic, do it, especially if they're cases, whatever. That's fine. However, there is absolutely no reason. No. To say something like that the day that someone dies, especially when I'm going to go out and assume that you are going to have, in the paranormal community especially, you're going to have common friends Mm because it's a very small community. You're going to have a Facebook friend that knew them personally or someone on Twitter. You're going to say this stuff and you're going to know someone that was a relative or a very close friend because I've got... Quite a few of those people on my friends list. Z and I know personally a family member of the Warrens, mm-hmm. and several of our personal friends knew both of the Warrens, even Ed before he died. Yeah, well, um, and we just never got. We're not, we were just we, weren't fortunate enough yeah. to meet her, it, and you know. Um, but we know it, a lot of people, a lot, and there were that knew her well. There are quite a few people that we know that grew up with Ed and Lorraine Warren. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, she was basically their aunt. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so can you just not, that's just so, right. so gross. And like, this is an example of something that someone said that just, I. it doesn't matter who it had been, Lorraine Warren or no, there's always going to be something and someone that says something I don't agree with when someone dies or whatever. But this is just a portion of something that someone said, and I don't think I've ever been more close to exploding just reading someone's idiocy in a very long time. So this is just the end of a statement that somebody posted. Happy crossing over to you, toots. May you meet every demon you released while on your path to the other side. I'm sorry. Throat punch. What in the actual fuck is wrong with you? That's a real good question, friend. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a real good question because, you know, that one popped up in my feed as well. We discussed oh, yeah. this. Oh, yeah. Um, That's a fucking vile thing to say to someone that just died. To them, about, about them. them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just... and But you, it's technically, too, because I'm sure that shit floats around somewhere and they can yeah. hear it somehow. Well, like I said, you know, we've got Lorraine's family members on our friends list, on our feed, that see yeah, things. You know, it's just... It's... it, Yeah. So... And of course it's been this way for 50 plus years. Yes. Yes. But it's then just, again, it's just... You don't need to add salt to a just open wound. Right. She was a mother. She was somebody's grandmother. Mm-hmm. She was a friend, mm-hmm. a confidant. And, sh- and just she, come on. She mentored a lot of people in the paranormal. Yes, she did. People we know, in fact. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
for those of you listening that maybe don't know who the Warrens are, I've, I've typed up a little thing. Oh, but I have a thing, too. I've actually been reading uh, The Demonologist. Yeah. I used to be one of those people, but that name has floated around so much <laughs> that I'm, I'm kind of know. aware. Uh, so <laughs> in 1952, Ed and Lorraine Warren founded the New England Society for Psychic Research, uh, the oldest ghost hunting group in New England. Lorraine was uh, a clairvoyant medium. Um, Ed grew up in a haunted house, and that sparked his interest in the paranormal. And he chose, both of them were devout Catholics, so he chose, um, you know, to study demonology. Yes. I have a question. Producer Nick is raising his hand and chewing I'm at the same time. <laughs> I was actually hoping you wouldn't call on me like you're my teacher. What, your fucking hand was up. <laughs> there were four people to in this room. <laughs> four people and one with their hand I, up. I, what did you expect to happen? I'm, um, what does clairvoyant mean? You guys are throwing around a few words today. I just don't come across. Psychic. Is that what it means? Well, it's it's a form, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. There's different kinds of psychics, though. You know, there's there's the kind that, you know, uh, can sit here and tell you exactly what you have hidden behind your back. Okay. Um, there's those that can uh, tap into and um, hear the dead, but maybe don't actually sit and have a full-on, full-fledged conversation with the dead. She was a clairvoyant medium, which means that she can she can hear, she can feel, she can uh, she can probably see, um, but it, she's a medium as well. So I'm assuming that means that she would have full fledged, yeah, the, or, or, or a little bit of both. Yeah, the okay. definition is of clairvoyance is the alleged ability to gain information about an object, person, location. Or physical event through extrasensory perception. Right. Okay. Right. So. Okay. Um, uh, anyway. Okay. So they claim to have investigated over 10,000 cases during their career Jeez. using, yeah, using, well, granted, 1952, you know, um, using a variety of individuals, including doctors, researchers, police officers, nurses, college students, and members of clergy. Their most notable cases uh, are Annabelle. Which mm. a lot of you know. Okay. Uh, the Perrin family, which is The Conjuring, one. Uh, the Amityville House, which I really hope you all know what that means, um, <laughs> which is actually one of, they were among the first investigators on that case. Uh, the Enfield Polter Poltergeist, which was, for those of you that don't know, The Conjuring, two, which they were involved to a far lesser degree than the movie portrayed. Yes. Uh, in fact, they were not even admitted into the home. Uh, the Glatzel family, which is a story I covered. Mm -hmm. The devil made me yep, do it. Yep. Yep. Fatty McStabby. Fatty McStabby. Uh, the Snedeker <laughs> family, which Z did, the haunting in Connecticut. Yep. The Smurl family, which you will all hear from me today. Yes. Uh, Bill Ramsey, the East End werewolf. Whoop, whoop. Bill, Bill. Gordon's cousin. And he Lady Werewood. I mean, yeah, Savage Lady Werewood. Yeah. Bill actually might, because we do have some listeners in South End. <laughs> we sure do. Is it South End? I said East End. You know what I meant? Yeah, South End. Uh, yeah, that place. <laughs> um, and then Union Cemetery. Uh, yeah. Warren cases have been made into 17 films. Mm -hmm. uh, skeptics, skeptics call their evidence crap and conclude that the two most famous hauntings, Amity Amityville and the Snedeker family hauntings, did not happen and were, in fact, completely made up. Here's the thing. 
So for those here's, of yeah, here's the thing. So that's just a real short snippet on who the Warrens yeah. were. So you may be wondering why, since we have talked about so many cases, why we haven't talked about Amityville. There's a reason. There's a good reason. It's a real good reason. Actually. Yeah. So actually, I'm wearing my Amityville shirt. You sure are. It felt appropriate. Yeah. Also, I just wanted to put my chest in your face. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> do it anytime you can. Yee. You know I like it. I know. I like it. Focus, ladies. <laughs> Sorry. I have a mouthful of crackers. Because that's unusual? Not unusual. I'm going to punch fired. you right in the face. <laughs> Okay, At least on. he hasn't choked yet. <laughs> Not today. Yet. Mm. Um, there are still crackers, which means uh, there's, there's still time. And time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we haven't talked about Amityville yet because that is one of those cases um, where even when we started talking about recording this podcast and how we were going to do our stories, we both knew that there were certain cases that we would talk about that... The other person would just be like, that's not, I would never attempt to cover that because I know you will. That's Amityville for me. Mm-hmm. And so um, we will get there. Don't worry. Um, I have a very, very close friend that actually worked with George Lutz of the Amityville haunting. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I will I will share that information once we speak. He's been a little bit busy. Yeah, he's got he's got a, some new babies. He's got some new babies. Twinsies. Yeah. So yeah, he's been a little bit busy, but there will be um what in the fuck oh your beard. I'm trying my hardest <laughs> well, to Well nobody be heard subtle. that, but it I heard it. <laughs> so I'm like, it what makes in it the hell? worse when you do it like that. You just like <laughs> go real it's like trying to open a bag of chips silently. Well, it sounded like your computer was hissing at me and it's right next to me. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so anywho. We um, will we will be getting there. Don't think that we won't. Right. Um, right. It's coming. I just, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and again, you know, well, not again. Totally different topic. I don't <laughs> know why I fucking said that. Give me more wine. Um, yeah. Hold on. I got to, I'm reaching, I'm reaching for my, she has my T-Rex Grammy arms. mug. I do have t- fucking T-Rex arms. Um, for those of you that don't know, you know, I know a lot of our listeners, you know, like the paranormal and that's why they listen. And then we have a lot of listeners that are really just getting into this. And so I, I always... I don't want to, you know, just spew shit and expect everyone to understand exactly what yeah. we're talking about. So I'm one um, of those people. And you're one of those people. Um, but so they were kind of they weren't the founding fathers of the paranormal, because if you guys, you know, listened to episode eight, I think it was, you know, the story of Mary Lawrence Venom, um, paranormal and psychic phenomena have been around for fucking ever. Yeah. So but they were. They were, and, and this title will be disputed by some. They were the pioneers yes. of the paranormal movement that we are all involved in today. Yeah, they were pioneers of and in the paranormal field. They started I, this in 1952. They started in the 40s. Well, yes, but they're they're officially group, they, exactly, yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, nobody else was doing this shit. No, and that's why the people that call bullshit on everything that they've done. I, number one, 
am highly curious to know if they actually do their own research into the Warrens and what they're talking about. Because I'm just going to throw it out there. There's a lot of things that they said, researched, and recorded Mm -hmm. that people still do now. Like, their theories and just ways that they investigated. Yeah. They definitely paved the way. and They sure shit did. Even if you don't like them. We're all running around with with, uh, night vision cameras now. Mm -hmm. And, I mean... If you don't like them, EVPs, fine. But guess what? I'm gonna bet that you have some influence from Ed Lorraine Warren on how you're investigating. And and that you can deny it all you want, but guess what? And it's it's just it's so hypocritical, especially in the United States. Yeah, and and people who, and we've talked about those types before that um, they investigate way more scientifically they want the science the science of a ghost right yeah okay cool um are you an actual physicist are you a psychologist doc but here's that's fine but the people like that do you actually have a degree in some kind of fancy science right because otherwise you can eat my entire ass well it's a juicy (laughs) one yeah. <laughs> On a scale to one to seven, that is a seven ass. <laughs> oh, I thought you just said a scale of one to ten. I was like, hey, and then I was like, no, he said seven. Okay, I yeah, get it. yeah, yeah, you get, you get it now. Because I usually just tune out most of what he says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Rightfully so. Thank you. To be completely fair, I think I meant to say one to ten, but I'm I'm one bat squatch deep, and oh. I probably just. Batsquatch! Yeah, I mucked my word. Batsquatch makes an appearance every episode. I mean, he's gonna now. So. But yeah, so... I mean, that's cool. Science. It's sure. great. I love science, but I... I'm I only gonna take what you say at, like, face value. Right. Because you're essentially a hobbyist scientist. Uh, uh, yeah. Right, well, and that's... And that's we are all grown-ass adults running around in the dark with some with equipment some more than others looking for fucking ghosts no no i am at home with my netflix (laughs) where i am cozy and safe with a nice hot chocolate my point being (laughs) all you other crazy fucks out there yeah you're out there doing that thing it it (laughs) just it's there's those that just take themselves way too seriously in all of this and Yes. And to yeah. quote my three-year-old self, you are a pompous windbag. Yes. I watched a lot of Cinderella. Pompous. <laughs> pompous. Pompous windbag. windbag. Yeah, I got That's in trouble. Thank you. I got in trouble one time because I called my aunt a pompous windbag. My grandma thought I said pompous bitch. <laughs> I didn't. But I wouldn't have put it past me because I also liked to swear a lot as a toddler. Yeah. Whenever I was young. I used to watch a lot of The Simpsons, and my parents had a garage sale, and I went out there to a stranger, and I said, hi, my name's Nick. Who the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell are you? That's oh, Alaska. Oh, we were oh, adorable Alaska. children. Um, you know, th- there's, there's, some, there's some Warren cases. I, I'm not diehard Team Warren. Like I said, I'm in the middle with a lot of it. 
Um, I, I respect it. I appreciate it. Um, I said before, during an exorcism, if Lorraine Warren told me not to look at something, I'm sure as fuck not going to look at it. If Lorraine told me not to look at anything, I wasn't looking. Exactly. You know? I just... And this is... I'm going to... This is a quote from the demonologist. I actually wrote a thing on the plane mm-hmm. about this mm-hmm. very thing before this epi- before she passed, before any of this. Because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't have Wi-Fi, but I was like, I'm going to write. And so, this is a, a quote that I wanted to share from the demonologist, Gerald Brittle. And this was written a while ago. I don't think I was even born yet. Okay. Uh, for Ed Warren, discovery of the demonic realm was not some end point in an overblown religious quest. He had not gone out in the world and found demons to suit his fancy. And then he quotes Ed, We came across this activity inadvertently in the process of our investigations. It was there when we walked in. Right. Um, and again, it, they were Catholic. Yeah. So, yeah. and they do talk about in that book, um, Ed is quoted, he's like, we're not Bible thumpers. They were both raised Catholic in yeah. the 20s, 30s, 40s. Yeah, right. I mean, of course, of course. Um, uh, and they do talk about demonic entities a lot, but they also were aware of other inhuman entities. Right. And it's just that the cases that, like, the more famous ones right. that they were called to, um, and this was people contacting them. It's not like they went somewhere and just were like, mm, demons! Right. They would go to places where people were like, hey! Help! Uh, some shit. Right. Is real, not great, please. Right. You know, and with Bill Ramsey, you know, I don't think... For, I don't think he was possessed by a demon no. in any way, shape, or form. He had clinical lycanthropy. Yes. Or so, schizophrenia. I, and I believe that. I believe that. that a was number. Not... Any number of mental ailments. But right. also, it was the... Well, when he was... When it first started, he was a child. When he was grown, it was the early 80s in a small place. Right. So, the medical diagnosis that said he was totally normal, except for the fact that he thought he was a werewolf, mm-hmm. that's... That's not on the Warrens. No. That's on medical science. No, and at that point, but also it was you the, know, that was what, 1970, 80 something? Yeah, like 80. That was towards, you know, yeah. the end. So when Amityville happened and they were contacted, um, you know, Amityville was probably, everyone knows Amityville, you know? Everybody knows the story. Mm-hmm. Um. It was the 70s. It was the height of the satanic panic. And for those of you that don't know what that is, 1969, we all know the Manson murders, right? Mm-hmm. Right. 69, also the year that Anton LaVey came out with the satanic Bible. Kay. Yes. Now, that was the era of, yes, I know you're going to show us all your church of, yes, your satanic temple. Um, do you wear that every day? No, it's just I just happen to be here. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which does not agree with Anton Crazy Ass LeVay. Okay, but so <laughs> point being, that was also the time of Amityville. Mm-hmm. That was also the time at of other notorious hauntings, and I think just just like in any era when there is a wave of something. That just happened. It, they, it takes off. So you've got the satanic panic. You've got Ed and Lorraine Warren who are, they've gone on Amityville. And they're, now, they're, now they're getting popular, more and more popular. Because these things are coming out more. People are coming out more with 
this thing is happening in my house, whether it was real or not. Exactly. They felt it was happening. It was that it again, just that right mob mentality. We're like, oh yes. my god, shit's weird. So it's a demon. What? Because the satanic panic. Right. Was like, what no. I think happened was Ed was going to cash in on it as much as possible. Who the fuck wouldn't? Exactly. They were in demand. What they've been doing for at that decades, point, 20, 30 years at that point, right, um, is is popularized now. Yeah. They were the they were the it people yeah. of that time. They were like the face that. of paranormal so, investigations. Right. So why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Yeah. Why wouldn't they? And here's the thing: there is no such thing as selling out. It's called buying in. <laughs> Fair. There I, you go. I'm not sorry. Right. Like, look at a million hardcore rappers from the late 80s, early 90s. They want to be in a fucking kids movie. I'm into it. Ice Cube. Yeah. I exactly love Exactly who Cube. I was thinking yes. of. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm not mad at it. Because guess what? They've got kids. They've got bills. Right? Yeah. Ain't nobody, like, maybe you're just pissed because it's not you. Right. Yeah. Now, do I think that some of it was sensationalized and over exploited yeah yeah i do but you know what at that point it was the height of their career and they they were going to cash in on that and i don't fucking blame them for that now you know for uh which case was it the hunting of connecticut when ed told the author you know beef it up make it yeah make it scary right okay well that's and again at that point ed had already passed so it's hard to say for sure right. whether and because that's the same author that said he was glad the book was out of print. I want to say it's Roy Britton. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's glad the book is out of print. Uh, he regrets writing it. All of this stuff. Right. And it just sounds like there had been some animosity between him and Ed Warren. So it's hard to say if it's true or not. Because, again, it's just one side versus the other. And the truth right. is usually well, and, in the middle. And Father McKenna... Uh, who was a priest that did exorcisms, um, and he had worked with them multiple times. He did work with them. He did the exorcisms. He thought that their uh, findings in their books were over-sensationalized and sort of overly dramatic, and he he really wanted to keep a distance from all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he didn't totally buy into the sensationalism of it all, but... How easy would it have been to to be them and be caught up in that? This is this is their passion. This is yeah. this is what they do, and all of a sudden it's it's popular. Yeah, and to get the word out there about all of the years of research, everything like that, like what spirits are, what ghosts are, mm-hmm. to spread that information because it wasn't really it didn't really exist when they started right and they had to do a lot of research a lot of digging a lot of footwork to get information and a lot of the stuff they had to like just write themselves almost well and and i had a conversation with someone the other day the the day of her passing well actually it was the day after that i chimed in um and they felt that you know, the Warrens were a black spot on, they marred the true paranormal research and the science and the real, and, and I was like, well, okay, hold on now. 
it, they were, again, diehard Catholics. A diehard Catholic goes into a really fucked up haunted location and they're dealing with a dark entity. They're going to use the word demon. Yeah. Is it an overused word? Fuck yes. yes. I absolutely 100. 99 times out of 10. You walk into a house, you're not going to encounter a demon. And I know that that is faulty math, but I am making a point. <laughs> also, never. I get it. I get it. <laughs> it is so extraordinarily Did rare. Did you say to... 99 times out of 10? Yes. yes. Okay. I'm, I'm making a point. I'm making That's a why point. my face instantly it, told it. <laughs> But it is Continue. so extraordinarily rare to actually encounter a demon. You can get a nasty. You can get a, an Sorry, icky. Sorry, I found you can crackers get in the pages demon. of my book. You <gasps> can get a Romanian fucking fart demon. Yeah. Yes. But. It's not, you know, <laughs> demon. Are you okay? Shit. <laughs> do you do you need help? No. This is a small is room. It still, Are is you it still possessed? too fresh? Yeah. <laughs> It'll always be funny for oh, you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. We're gonna have to make a fart demon shirt. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> my. But so, but again, my point is that that's where Catholics are gonna go. If you are not Catholic and you are Mr. Fancy Science Pants and you are investigating the science of the paranormal, what they've done doesn't fucking affect you. Mm -hmm. If you do not subscribe to their beliefs mm -hmm. or believe in the work they did, it doesn't fucking matter. You're no. not on the same level of, of what they're doing anyway. Do your sciencey shit. If Who it's not your bag, it's not your bag. They're not right. bothering you. And again, since they were Catholic... I feel like they did know and acknowledge the difference between demons and inhuman entities or spirits. Mm -hmm. But on a wider level, to connect with more people, saying demon is a lot easier for people to understand. It's layman's terms. Exactly. It's a blanket term, right. basically. It's, it's now, especially. Right. It's a blanket term for something not awesome. Right. You know, we've encountered things oh, that were uh, not human mm. and maybe never had been. Oh, definitely. Uh, we've encountered things that you could tell used to be human but hadn't been for a very long time. Yep. I would never say I encountered a demon. It's just, a, it was a, a non yeah, words. It's a hard. Inhuman entity. entity. And that is now to this day hard to explain to people. So yeah, even so back same, then. Yeah, especially back right. then. Trying to explain, be like, so there was this entity that, I mean, I could sense humanity in it, but it hadn't been human for a very, very long time, possibly hundreds of years. Thousands of years. Is, and try, that's people want labels, people want names. Right. Yeah. And as Catholics and people in the media, saying demon was probably just easier for people to get the picture. Right. Yeah. And again... Right. I'm not mad at it. Even if that's not how they intended it, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, See, I've always, so there you go. I've always thought of it like just a demon as something like from hell. But like, yeah, see, and but you thing. also got to believe in hell. Right? Exactly. That's, I don't. Yeah. Since I don't like. I'm <laughs> exactly. just. I'm just yeah. like, if a demon popped up in here, I'd just be. Oh, I don't. I don't. I'd probably shit myself. But like, I don't, <laughs> after I got that out of the way, like, not I don't in my know house. what I would do. It probably would. Uh, but that's the thing. Like we've talked about this before. It's. A, now such an overused generalized term but there are so many different kinds of demons not all of them are bad right it's they're just that's it's just a word it's just and a now word. because of 
Christianity and religion, the word demon, people automatically associate with weird little horned hellfire and brimstone little i smell sulfur pitchfork Mm -hmm. looking gremlin guys but i mean that's not necessarily the case and i posted the picture of that rad awesome owl owl looking demon demon thing yeah Mm -hmm. owl demons yes you know nick if you ever went on our fucking instagram you might see these things shit man I stopped tagging you in any pictures. Exactly. Aw. Well, you never look. I'm on the Facebooks. You gotta link them. You gotta link them. I'm not. I do. Social media. We gotta link them. I did. Ah. You just don't pay attention to anything we're doing. You're fired. Um. Question. Yes. Who goes first today? You do. I go first. Yes. How come I never get to choose who goes first? Because that's not how it works. We have an established system. All right. You were not in on this. When do when does Nick get a story? Never, never, no. Damn it! <laughs> no, I don't want your stories. You're the, you're the two cents guy. <laughs> you're the question guy. That is very yeah. true. All right, so um, yeah, I've got for you all today the haunting of the Smurl family. Yeah, or the Smurl poltergeist. Smurl. Smurls. All right, so from uh, 1974 to 1987. The Smurl family, Jack, Janet, and their four daughters, Dawn, Heather, and twins Shannon and Corinne, who would be born in 1985 at the height of the activity. Yes, I see you pointing at me. Wait, Mm -hmm. at the height of the activity? Yes. So during, hold on, before we even get into this, there was, I'm going to say the word, demonic stuff happening. Mm -hmm. I I, I don't know the story yet. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. Okay. But they were still fucking. You do what you got to do. I could not keep a ha-ha with a hmm <laughs> well, in the corner. But. No. Okay, well, let me fucking get to my I'm story. Not, go to your story. I'm just. It's, it, it was a very slow build. <laughs> it was a very slow build. It didn't come out just, the gate. Okay, no. Gotcha. So <laughs> they were born during the height of the activity. And this mm. went on from 74 to 87. Fuck that. All right, so uh, anyway, the Smurl family claimed that they were at the mercy of ghosts. And their story involves journalists, demonologists, and the Roman Catholic Church. The story caught the attention of the media, which resulted in several published articles, a book, a TV movie, and caught the attention of Ed and Lorraine Warren. (laughs) Their story starts with a very natural phenomenon. The Smurl family was a well-respected Catholic family both jack and janet grew up nearby they met in 1967 and married in 1968 jack served in the navy and would later become a neuropsychiatric technician so he dealt with like testing people's memory and shit i looked it up it was kind of boring so i didn't realize so i didn't fucking nerd (laughs) so i didn't realize like yeah that sounds yeah no whatever um anyway uh in june of 1972 Hurricane Agnes hit the East Coast, and the Smurl family was living in West Pitson, Pennsylvania, which is a coal mining town. Um, and the storm was, at the time, the costliest hurricane to hit the United States. Uh, the Smurl's house got its ass kicked, and it was flooded. Damn. So the family moved in with Jack's parents at 330 Chase Street. Uh, the duplex was built in 1896 and was located on a quiet street in a middle-class neighborhood. Jack's parents lived on the right half of the duplex and his wife and daughters on the left. 
The home was a bit of a fixer-upper, so they put their efforts into renovations, and naturally, that was the time that the activity started. Mm. Yeah. Uh, initially, it was all kind of benign, uh, small stuff. Um, Ooh. Yes? Can I take a guess? Surely. Okay. The house was a fixer-upper. Yes. They used wood from an old wooden ship that was the pioneers, pirates, ghost pirates, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean style. That was a little far-fetched. That was kind of more joking, but that's what I'm... They use haunted wood. Make your mouth stop moving. Okay. Shut your chin slit. (laughs) (laughs) My... Okay, my money's on haunted wood. It's not Savage Lady Weirwood. No. You are wrong. (laughs) Damn it. I don't even know the rest of this story. I just know that you're wrong. (gasps) Oh. I just remembered I have a backhoe. Mm. What? We uh, we'll, we'll get into oh, okay, we'll okay, 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 okay. I forgot to ask. Do we have any backhoes? We just dove into the Warrens. It was very important. Okay, so um, uh, initially the happenings were kind of benign. In January 1974, a strange stain appeared on the new carpet that had no explanation and could not easily be removed. Then tools went missing and reappeared. Old wall stains seeped through fresh coats of paint. Mm. Is that paranormal, though? Mm. So That just sounds like a shitty carpenter. They've got two girls. Mm-hmm. They've, got, they've got girls, kids. Yeah. I'm thinking Nobody fess up to right. it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Especially in the early 1900s. Dad's going to whoop your ass this savagely. Is not, this is, well, it's 74, 1974. Oh, I thought you said, oh, no, the house was uh, the house 1890s. The house was built in 1896. Yeah, okay. What part of, from 1974 to 1987, the I don't know. Family, I thought that they were really old and still keeping the fire lit. Christ almighty, drink your bat squatch. <laughs> All right. Um, but then, over the next couple years, you see, this was a gradual haunting. Uh Things would start to happen more and more. Kitchen appliances caught fire, even though they were unplugged. I don't like it. Hmm. Uh, Their television set burst into flames. (laughs) No, thank you. Hmm. Pipes continued to leak despite being re-soldered. The new sink and bathtub were inexplicably scratched. I blame the kids. Mm -hmm. And the smell of rot would overwhelm the house, only to disperse moments later. Right. So, but then... Was it... Did they have Romanian relatives? Was it maybe, <laughs> mayhaps, a is, Romanian is fart demon? Smurl a Romanian name. Mm. Hmm, to the goods. <laughs> um, but then in 1975, Dawn, the oldest daughter, began telling her parents about the people floating around her bedroom. Mm-mm. Um, no. Sure. Mm-mm. Right. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. No. So then in 1977, okay, so we've gone... It, like I said, this is a real gradual one. Mm-hmm. After a couple of years of intermittent experiences that the family could easily overlook but not explain, uh, things began to intensify. The family began hearing footsteps. An unplugged radio would blare loud music. Hold on. Page turn, page turn. I just caught a glimpse of your 97-point font. Um, I'm working in Google Docs now. <gasps> that's better. Yeah. That's a, that's has, a huge the step. The husband did it for me. I I did it today for the first time. I'm so proud. Yeah. My font is better. It's not five different fonts from copy-paste <laughs> from five different sites. Is everything still capped? No. It's normal typing. Oh. It's just very large. Mm-hmm. You know. It's bold. So, okay. It's a Helvetica font. Nice. Uh, fucking, nice I don't choice. know. <laughs> uh, let's see. 
loud music, uh, random cold spots would appear throughout the house, and drawers would angrily open and close. No. Angry drawers. Fuck that. I have angry drawers sometimes. Do you really? No. Oh. <laughs> no. Angry drawers? No. no. A squirrel suit full of farts? Maybe. <laughs> Suits and uh, squirrel suits. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so Mary, now mind you, Jack's parents live next door. Mary's Jack's mom and Janet, his wife, would claim to hear each other's voices. Um, <coughs> Janet was in the basement, thought she heard her mother-in-law calling her name. Went up, nobody's there, and then Mary thought she heard Jack and Janet arguing loudly, but they weren't. Um, black masses were seen floating through the home and janet said she was molested in the middle of the night by a rapey malevolent force mm. i just threw the rapey in last second because i it figured works. but also yeah. right mm-hmm. so a toucher um then jack said while he was lying in bed with janet his wife he heard a woman whisper uh, when he turned to his wife, he saw a shadowy figure run up her leg. No! Now, my question is, what the fuck size is this figure? Is this Barbie size? What is this? I don't like it, no matter the size. Okay, fair. I this don't want to see any size shadowy figure running up anything anywhere. This isn't the same rapey shadow, is it? Uh, who knows? Okay. I'm not, I don't, I don't know yet. I'm... I mean, this... this. I don't like any of this. Right. <laughs> I'll give I'll give my two cents when I'm done with this story, but I, I have a lot of fart noises for it. Um, God damn it. Right. Are you gonna use the app? No, okay, no, I don't. It. No app today. No, okay. that was that was a one time one time deal because it was God. funny. I mean, so we say. Um. Okay. Let's see. Jack shadow figure up her leg. Okay. He also said <laughs> he had a consistent feeling of being watched. Pause for wine. Um. Hold on. Hold, please. Uh, elevator music. I'm loving it. Yeah. All right, I'm back. We're going to be sued by McDonald's. Not we. You. You are. My face ain't on that fucking photo. <laughs> we you can make it, it be. All right. Uh, so, yeah, he had a feeling of being watched. Then in 1985, Janet gave birth to the twins, Shannon and, and Corinne which seemed to increase the activity even further. Everyone in the family... I'm sorry, what did you just say to me? Mm-hmm. I heard even Fruger. Even I heard further? Fruger. Further? I mean, I figured that's what you were trying further? to say, but, but I heard further? even Fruger. Even further. Even Fruger. Yes, Continue. Fruger. Continue. I don't uh, know. Everyone in the family uh, <laughs> said that they were being scratched. The walls would rattle. A light fixture ceiling fan fell from the ceiling and uh, actually cut up one of the girls. Yeah. Ah. The dog was thrown against a wall. No. Mm. Do right. anything you want to anybody <laughs> but the dog. Right. And Janet said she was picked up by an invisible force dangling six feet in the air and tossed it across Jesus. the room. That's too high. But also, is it really terrible that I want that to happen to one of us? No. Okay, I'm, I'm done. I knew we were on the same page, but... <clears throat> now, uh, neighbors reported hearing screams coming from the house, but no one would be home. Um, and this is my personal favorite. I already hate it. Jack claimed that while watching a baseball game on the television, a succubus entered the living room and raped him. 
Hmm. <laughs> I told you. I've got fart noises for the story. Fart noise indeed. Fart I, noises. Okay. I know. I mean, I, right? Was the succubus named Karen, and did she happen to live across the street or next door? Thank you. <laughs> Watch the baseball uh, no, his game. Mom, his mom. Oh, other next door. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I was like, wait a minute. His mom lives next the door. The neighbors that kept hearing screaming when nobody was home. Karen. Oh, Karen and Karen, Jack. were you corroborating Jack's story? We were like, yeah, nobody was home. Nobody. It definitely wasn't me getting railed. Nope. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, succubus. I feel true. like Jack may have taken advantage of some situations. Ah. Gonna go with yes. Okay. Uh, Jack's parents and neighbors often heard things. Uh, wait, Jack's parents, yes, and neighbors often heard these things. Uh, but Jack's parents had never had anything occur in their home, and they shared a wall. No. Um. Then in January of 1986, after years of these shenanigans, and the last few months of the real scary shit, the Smurls got in touch with the Warrens. They said that they would come see the home, and they brought along their friend Rosemary Frua, F-R-U-E-H, Fru? Sure. I would, yeah. I would probably say Fru. Yeah. She was a nurse and a psychic, part of their, their team. Um, the investigation would last months, well into August of 1986. <gasps> I was born mm-hmm. and also a baby. In their initial walkthrough, they believed there were four different entities in the home. Three of them were minor. Um, and responsible for the smaller things, you know, like missing tools mm-hmm. and little shit. Oh. Right. But the fourth. I thought, I thought the entities were minors. Like children, like ghost children. <laughs> Don't oh choke. You've killed her. I'm, I'm, You've killed her. I'm not even like being like <laughs> no, stupid actually, right now. No, actually, one of them was. Okay, yeah, that's one what I legitimately was. thought. And But you're all like, and then I put it together. No, but when you said that, I thought you thought they were miners, as in, like, coal miners. <laughs> and I was like, you fucking would, you dummy. Well, it was a mining town. I mean, That's why. No. Yes. <laughs> Still, I was like, I can just imagine. Child labor, ch- children miners. There we go. That's, I was just imagining Nick thinking mining. about, like, ghost <laughs> miners. <laughs> Pickaxes. And like, woo. We're going to get your coal. <laughs> Dumbass. Yeah. Sorry, uh, no, on, actually, so three on. of them, uh, one of them was a little girl. There was an elderly woman and a male that had died in the home at some point. Okay. 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 But the fourth <laughs> was very powerful and real fucking angry. I'm going to guess not a succubus. Mm-hmm. Ed, I don't fuck. I don't know. No, Ed okay. Warren. No, highly unlikely. <laughs> Ed Warren. <laughs> Ed Warren said, end quote. The Smurls are truly a family coming under a visual attack. The ghost, devil, demon, or whatever you call it, is in that home. End quote. To deal with the nasty entity, which Ed believed to be a demon because Catholic. Blanket statement. Right. He contacted the Vatican-mandated exorcist, Father McKenna. But the attempted exorcism did not go well, and the thing got angrier. Both Janet and Don said that they had been they were being sexually assaulted by the entities uh at one of the twins corinne got very sick and almost died from an unexplained infection oh no um also both janet and jack's mother mary both had traces of beatings and bites all over their bodies (coughs) father mckenna did a second exorcism again with no good results it was during this time that the family found themselves 
at the center of a media circus. Reporters camped out in the front of their home, and the rumors began to go around that it was a hoax and the family was just looking for money. Uh, representatives from the Roman Catholic Church in Scranton were unsure of what could be causing the activity, so they sent multiple priests to bless the home, and they reported no harmful activity while on the property. Uh, another local area priest wanted to check the home out for himself. Uh, he stayed there for two nights and left zero activity. Um, then the third exorcism was performed, but this time with several priests as well as local parishioners. This time it appeared to work, and for several months there was no activity. But shit always gets worse, doesn't always. it? Always. And right. here's, before you continue, I'm just going to say people are like, oh, yeah, well, I've stayed in this place. I live in this place now. And that, it's not true because that hasn't happened to me. Well, guess the fuck what? Yeah. Some of these things attach themselves to people. Which I don't like, and that's why I hate what you do. <laughs> well, yeah, and at the end of this, I've, I've okay. definitely got okay. some of that. I just that. had to throw that yes, out there absolutely. before people got all excited. I'm making mental that. check notes of questions because I want to, I want yeah. my money's yes, still on but I just, haunted I just had wood. to say it. Your money can never be on haunted fucking boat wood. There was no boat wood in that house. There could be. There They're was in not. in Pennsylvania. It would, if anything, be haunted buggy wood. It would be haunted buggy wood. There. You heard me. Yes. I said it. Mm-hmm. Buggy wood. I like that word. Haunted okay. buggy wood. Haunted words. buggy wood. Okay. <laughs> okay. Where the fuck was I now? You fucked it up. I'm you sorry. Fucked it up. Eh, it no, I'm blaming Nick. Oh, I'm children. Nick. There, was a, there was a minor. Okay, that's blaming right. Nick. There was a child. Oh, 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 got it. Nope. Yep. Nope. Okay. So, third exorcism. Gone. Several months. No activity. But... Then it started up again, although slowly it started up again, but the family had had enough and decided to call it quits. So finally, in 87, they moved the fuck out. Rightfully so. (laughs) Right. However, Mm. paranormal phenomena followed them to their new home. Mm. And in 1989, a church-sanctioned exorcism cleared the home of the activity. Uh, And that's the last of that. The person that moved into the Chase Street duplex in 98, or 98, 1988, has never reported any activity. And in 1988 as well, Robert Curran wrote a book about the Smurls experience called The Haunted. And in 1991, it was made into a made-for-TV movie. Yes. I own that book, BT um, Dubs. Yeah, I'm sure. Of course you fucking do. You own all books. All That's of them. not wrong. So... I have lots of fart noises for this story. Fart noise away, uh, uh-huh. ma'am. So, Romanian fart noise <laughs> demon. <laughs> fart noises. Please. We now have, have him on the payroll. Right. Yes. Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think this is this is my take on their story, which, interestingly enough, uh, was compared to the parent story mm-hmm. when you have a family with all daughters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I think that this was probably most likely a case of uh, PK entity. Yep. Um, and Psychokinetic, psychokinesis. Yeah, mm. yeah. So okay. I think what happened was um, their home got flooded in the fucking hurricane. They had to move in next door to his parents. They're working on the house. Stop it with the... I'm just saying, there's no haunted boat wood. There's no ship. Okay. Um, Mom gets pregnant. Uh, Dad, 
dad's having a hard time making ends meet. I think that there was a lot of just psychic energy going on in the house. Now, absolutely, there there could have been something in there. But when you have that kind of energy, it's going to manifest things. Yes. And that we've talked about it before. Uh, when people right. say poltergeist, that is usually PK energy. It's caused by someone that doesn't know they're doing it. Right. So someone and usually teenagers or people going to prepubescent pubescent kids right super Um, angst they've got that untapped psychic mm -hmm. energy as all children do right and they just rage out don't know it and books fly across the room weird things happen right i think that this is probably a case of a mild form of uh pk haunting Mm -hmm. and uh dad running with it that's that's kind of what i think um you know and as far as the person that moved in in 88 and had no has had no experience i don't know who's there now but and the priest that stayed you can stay two nights in a wildly haunted active location and have absolutely nothing happen oh absolutely we stayed places we went the stanley yeah stanley hotel that's what the shining is based off of the stanley hotel in Colorado. Um, but it doesn't mean that it's not haunted. We've stayed places where we've had zero activity and then we go back to the same exact place and it's off the chain. Mm-hmm. It's it it can it can uh if they're not they're not on command, man. Yeah, no, they're not It's not how it works. Constantly like we're gonna perform do for you. Perform for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Um, so spirits I, are not performing circus monkeys. Yeah. They do what they want when they want, just like me. Yeah. And also, like, I, I personally wouldn't want to go into a place and try to be all like, do something. Do uh, fine. I'll just fucking annoy you until you do something because that's just gonna piss something off. Yeah, you're not and wrong. I, yeah. yeah, and I wouldn't want to do. I wouldn't want to be in that room regardless. <laughs> so, um, I think that I mean, my take on the Smurl case is it's kind of a combination of. All of these little things mm-hmm. smushed yeah. together. And, and there were spirits there, mm-hmm. apparently. like Because I've had kid spirits before that mm-hmm. like to hide my things. Mm. Eh, you get used to it. Bullshit! You do! You do. It's no. nothing, it's not scary, it's just mostly oh, annoying. It isn't. It's not. <laughs> f- no! You're a giant wiener. I, uh, Scared cat. I don't care. You're I am a giant wiener. Oscar Mayer wiener. Here's the thing. Is you. I don't care if they're just hiding things or if they're trying to possess me and like shove a <laughs> dagger into my neighbors. Like, it's all fucking just... You don't pay rent. Get the fuck out. <laughs> they were there first. But I don't care if they were there first or whatever. I bought their shit. I got a square and fair. Get the fuck out. You had your time. I will say that I have never been to a mining town, whether it's mm. coal, gold, copper, silver, that hasn't had an exorbitant amount of activity. Oh, yeah. Period. Mining towns always hainted. And once again, as a, you know. As a skeptic guy or whatever, I think the way that I would explain that in pro, like in whatever, for you guys, mm-hmm. is because probably it was a brutal fucking place to live. That, and not and to so, be like the, usually it's the land too. Well, gold, quartz, quartz, conductor. 
Yep. Oh, I was just going off the fact that mm-hmm. you were working your ass off constantly. Probably no. wasn't a great place to live. Yeah, you got to drink a lot. But mining I mean, towns or grows in on near with a conductor. Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Mineral of some sort. Yes. Right. Okay. And um, limestone a lot of the time. Yeah. So the Stanley is built on fucking limestone. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is a it's giant a fucking conductor. Conduit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's like a lightning rod. Exactly. It stores thing, mining towns and uh, natural springs. Hmm. So uh, Carson Hot Spring. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Haunted as fuck. She hainted. She hainted because the constant earth energy, that place is just a fucking portal. Yeah. So there you go. But that's that's why mining towns are always my favorite because mm-hmm. they they just they never disappoint. I mean, you no. can have a slower night but i've never been to one and not had something yeah i mean it may not be Mm mind-blowing but you will get something every time Mm -hmm. you go Mm. yeah (laughs) it's because you're 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 walking around a giant conductor it's yeah it's just a giant ball of energy it's like a fucking science you sciencey guys yeah bitch yeah science fuck yeah (laughs) we know what we're doing it's like a giant tesla ball See, that's yeah. the thing is like both we're, we're all very we're smart as far as science goes mm. for different fields of science. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I would never trust you to build like a reactor. Trust me. I wouldn't trust you to build <laughs> a reactor. I wouldn't fucking trust com- me either. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I can tell you how it works. I wouldn't build one. <laughs> I can't even operate a computer, you guys. Come on. But whenever it comes to the sciencey shit or whatever, I would never walk into a building and just be like, sup, ghost. Fuck. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't ever. either. Actually, I, that's not how I walk but into a room. No, 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 no. no, no. What I mean, I, I kind of, I kind of want to now. <laughs> what I was saying is, if I was to ever walk into a place alone, I would never do that shit. With you guys, I would at least feel a, like a little bit safer. I'm like, there's fucking people that know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like that you just insinuated that, that you guys just walk in there like, let's fuck some ghost shit up, and then you yeah, like kick over a dresser. Bitch. <laughs> Throw garbage cans through windows. Yeah, this is my house now, bitch. No, like we're fucking Motley Crue. Just so we're clear. <laughs> oh my god, never you guys. do Throw that this in TV a goddamn out a haunted place. You guys, did what? you see the dirt? No, I no, haven't watched yet. it. I got beef. You guys, with it. you have to. Okay, I, I don't care about your beef. I know. Um, <laughs> care about. <your> beef. <laughs> so, I watched it because obviously Motley Crue. Yeah, yeah. and I fucking loved it it is so bad it is, is so it bad? bad it it is that makes me so happy it is so bad but it is just a sparkly garbage gem it is so fucking good now and the people that got all, oh this is horrible i'm sure they were expecting some sort of biopic like fucking uh bohemian rhapsody yeah. a it's motley crew you can't expect that you dumbass mm, yeah and b it's tommy lee what the fuck do you want garbage gem you know I garbage, about garbage. I know you now, love garbage gems. That's why you I have to do- see it because it's so bad. It makes it I have so to, good. I have I to admit something right now. I probably already know. No. I've told oh, is it a new thing? I've told no one. Oh, God. <laughs> We're having a moment. We're having a moment. Do I need, but, do I need to hold your hand for this? While we do this. Yes. Okay. I'm hol- Okay. We're holding hands. We're holding hands. Okay. Admit so, something. So, okay. If you don't know... I am wildly in love with the Sharknado franchise. Wildly in love. But I already know this. Well, no, I'm telling it to the people that might not know that. Okay. Everybody should. We're still holding hands. 
Yeah, we might not stop. I don't know. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the the last installment, number six, came out this summer. There's six Sharknados. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, and some about spiders. Ooh. That's unrelated, but also great. Lava Lantula is mm. what you're talking yes. about. <laughs> but go on, go on, go on, go on. Anyhow. <laughs> yes. As a Sharknado aficionado. Yes. I have not watched the last installment yet. Oh, God. When did it come out? August. <laughs> wow, you're behind. I know. It hurt my heart that it was the last one, and I just, I can't cope yet. Oh. Also, there's okay, time I travel. I do love a good time travel. I know. And I, I have needed to collect myself. Okay, so you're building up to it. I do. I am not ready yet. Okay. But I will be. But here's the thing. Once it's done, you can just rewatch them all. I know it's true. Okay. But, you know. But are you sure it's going to be the last one? No. I mean, right. I I can wish and desperately hope. Also, I'm still very upset that I was never in one of the Sharknado films. Well, then there needs to be another one. Exactly. Tara Reid? (gasps) Tara. 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 She listens. Clearly. Right? Tara. Girl. Put in a word for the Z here. She's got to be in the Sharknado. You know I love you. I actually was going to do a press event for the final movie. I remember that. I was going to be able to, like, I had a pass to go to the red carpet of the final Sharknado movie. Yep, yep. But flights did not work out. I had my, because my friend worked for an airline. I had everything ready to go. And then they're like, oh, yeah, you're on standby. There's no flights available for you. Oh, damn. I was like. Horse shit. <laughs> I was very upset. Horse shit dickery. It was d- horse shit dickery. I do have a question for you, though, dude. Yes. No. Um, go. Do you, whenever you, sorry, I was starting a sentence. I looked up. I saw the goddamn fucking doll up there, and I fucking hate it. Annabelle. Which one? Fuck oh. Annabelle. God di- Not you, but. Oh, well, okay. Finish your question. Either or. The dirt. Um, was it terrible because now we're just a movie rating podcast? Oh, oh, okay. We're talking about the yes. dirt. Yes. Um, was it terrible just because like the stories that they told of Motley Crue or was it just no. a terrible, terrible movie, how it was shot and everything? Uh, no, the way it was shot was fine. Um, was it the acting? I, yeah. Good. But, Fuck and the writing? Kelly. No, but he was perfect. Fuck him. He was perfect. No, 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 no. It wasn't. I got beat. It it wasn't. I don't need to know about your beef with Machine Gun Kelly. I don't need the where's, the why's, the who's. Uh, no, but he was perfect. Actually, it was. It was. I don't know if it was the writing or the acting or the. It was just it's probably so both. Garbage, Jemmy. That's the only way I can say it was just. It was great. It was Twas perfect. A treasure that yeah. I need to. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and I don't like. I really have no idea who or what Machine Gun Kelly is. I've only seen photos of him as Tommy Lee, and I'm not gonna lie, I would. Um, the only reason I know who Machine Gun Kelly is is because when I watched The Bird Box, my kid was like, oh, my God, that's Machine Gun Kelly. I'm like, what the fuck is that? She's like, that guy. Oh. He, he played a junkie. I, he, yeah, he looks like he would. Yeah, so. Uh, but I, st- I haven't seen Bird Box He's a great either. Tommy Lee, though. I mean. He was a great Tommy Lee, so I'll give it to him. I mean, I wonder. What do you wonder? Oh, I know what you wonder. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm reading her mind right now, and we're not gonna. That is not. That is not. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I, I saw that video. I know. <laughs> I. Ooh, one, girl, you dirty. 
just <laughs> how <laughs> accurate yeah. that portrayal is. I need to know. Machine Gun Kelly, you're listening. I know it. Probably also has HPV. Or what was it AIDS? No, no fuck is? God. <laughs> I mean, it was the hip. Oh wait, it was hep. There we go. That's it was what it was. Yes, it was fucking, Christ Almighty. It's Tommy Lee. Let's be honest. It's we <laughs> love you, Tommy Lee. Straight and up. Guess what? Some of us straight do. up still would. He listens. Obviously, Tommy. Tommy Lee. What was that voice? Him and I got baby. <laughs> it was Jack. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> All right. Okay. So backhoe. What's your backhoe? Yes. Okay. So I received some information from one of our favorite listeners. I mean, you could all be our favorites, but you need to send us more things. Um, one of our favorite senders. Yes. So Josh. Oregon Woodwitch. Oregon Woodwitch. Uh, so back to the Hopkinsville Goblins case. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's the same. So we've got backhoes for both of our stories. Okay. So. Uh, what was my story that day? Uh, the Dialatov Pass. Oh, God. That mm-hmm. story just never stops, does it? It doesn't. But I'm only sharing that backhoe because... Well, yes. I'll get there. Yes. Um, we'll get so, there. he said that he's with me. He doesn't care how drunk he is. He's not going to hallucinate goblins instead of owls. So, Fair. we're all on the same page there. Yeah. Um, And he said that the matriarch of the house actually didn't allow liquor on the premises. Oh, and police officers that responded to the call um, said they didn't seem drunk. So when they got there, moon sh- my toxic moonshine toxic theory, moonshine is theory out, out the window. Out the window. Uh, so during, uh, like when the police were looking around the property, they only found like two beer cans on site. Okay, and those belong to the carnies, most mm-hmm. likely. Um, and then he was super excited about the. Uh, ghost box experiment and he said mm-hmm. that we need to plug nick into the spirit box mm. also that's called the estes method the estes method and yes. i forgot the name i apologize connor carl so w- apologies have, but i remember now at uh, the estes method we have a listener that specifically wants me to be blindfolded and have the headphones yeah. and what the yeah do it we're gonna no yeah i'm going to but i hate it oh also <laughs> so uh, the critical thinking scientific paper that said it was for sure owls. If you follow the source that was cited for that proof, right? Uh, the paper they cite says nothing at all about it being owls. Right. And here's the thing: how can you for sure owl something when you weren't fucking there? Bringo. Right. Um, you can't for sure anything. No. I can't for sure that there wasn't a demon in the Smurls house. I, I wasn't fucking there. I can put in my two cents and yeah. I can make fart noises about it, but yeah. We can't for I sure that it wasn't a succubus and not Karen next door and her acid watched cutoffs. I can pretty much fucking for sure I mean, that, I'm though. <laughs> I'm, yeah. A succubus did it. Yes. So, and then this was also still from Josh, uh, the Astonishing Legends podcast. Is where he got this information, which apparently we both need to listen to because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's super into it. And oh, and I've got a podcast for you to start listening to. I'm stoked. Ugh. Obsessed. So, he said, okay, and we all know that that case was recently reopened. Yes, the Dalatov. Uh, their clothing was slightly irradiated. I had that in there. Yes. In my back the girl who had her tongue missing was found to have blood in her stomach, suggesting that she was still alive when it was taken. And not scavengers post-mortem. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, this is why I have to share this. And I quote, Nick's theory doesn't hold up. 
Yay. I already pointed that <laughs> shit out. What, the campfire? Or not the camp, yeah, the, stove? the stove? I said, it never does, and yeah. I will relish in telling him. Josh, it was Josh, right? Yes. I liked you, Josh. I was on Team Josh. I have a t-shirt that says Josh number one and a giant foam finger, and I am burning them because I am off Team Josh. What did I fuck up? So he said there is zero evidence of the stove being the cause. There I was told you. There was a stove, and it was, Shut up, Daniel. It was janky. <laughs> Uh, they used to have contests to see which of them could put it together fastest, and the record was something like hour and a half. Jan- janky stove, yeah, aka Russia. Weird, yeah, yeah. Like, let's have a contest to put together a weird tent stove. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing that you want to do. No, no. But and, and the stoves, but Russia, <laughs> Russia. The 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 tents had these uh, tubes, mm-hmm. so the stove went into the tent. And then it had this tube that goes up into a hole at the top of the tent, like mm-hmm. its own little yeah, like a little a, ventilation. It's like a chimney, it's a little chimney flue. Yeah, flue chimney flue flue flu. yeah. giant tent. But yes. that was that was the backhoe, and I needed to share because I got to. I love telling you when you're wrong, Nick. Josh, you you meet me in the streets. We settle this. You don't. He doesn't need to meet you in the he streets. No, he no. can come for you. He'll put your ass in a jar, and that'll be that. Yeah. Josh, don't put me in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> we can meet. Outside a police station <laughs> where there are witnesses. <laughs> that still doesn't matter. Uh, meet him, no, at, like, uh, meet him at a bar. Buy him a yeah, shot. Talk it over. Actually, 100%, Josh, if I do run into I will buy you a shot. Um, you're welcome. Um, but 100%, the thing is, like, as far as putting me in my place, I'm completely okay with it because <laughs> you're right. I don't know this shit. And no. I've I've learned a little bit, but as far as my learning goes, it's what I've heard about it. Okay. And well, so I'm able to know. like piece my own little. But that's the thing is like, if somebody tells me I'm wrong, I'm I'm man enough to own that and be like, oh, you taught me something. Good. I'm super well, okay good. with that because I'm gonna say it because so many times we learn you every Monday. <sighs> learned. I do. I get learned it a lot. Learned it. Learned it. Learned it. So you guys, um, are you ready for another story? I, I'm totally, but hold on, pause. Oh, no. Mm. Husband. We need ice, please. Ooh. We, husband, we need ice and the second bottle of wine, I'm assuming. I'm going to yes. snag a bad Are, are we down well. a bottle? Okay. Um, oh, oh, oh uh, husband is an angel. He's an angel. angel. Husband is bringing us more wine and bat squatch. Bat squatch! Mm. <laughs> oh, so mm. um, we need we need to figure out some way that we can actually, like, hear, hear what all of, like, the, fa- thank you, sir. Here what? Amongst men. Um, it's a gentleman what, and a scholar. What the <laughs> the listeners out there want? Because can I give them can I give them a hint of the 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 merch idea I had that I really want? Oh fuck me! Fine. I don't know what is it. I can't remember. I already. It's it it starts with bat and ends with arch. Oh, oh fuck! No. Do whatever. Yay! Do um, your thing. Okay. As long as it's not a bat squatch flying out of your pants, we're good. <laughs> I think it's related. Hey guys. <laughs> So his for, parasitic twin for all of those people listening out there, if they were all like, oh, I want some ghost and hose merch, but what could I possibly want? Because that's the w- things that go on in your head. Either yeah. or the number one thing I want to make is I want a bat squatch plushie. Not so much for you, but for me, because I really Here's want the one. Thing. Didn't sure I tell you that one. my mom can make you one? I know. But like, I personally, I would. Mm, here's the thing. Mm. <laughs> here's the thing. Okay. I've, I think I've met your mom once. No, you've no. not met no, no, I've met that. No, that was gra- my grandma. I've met grandma. Yeah, never. And okay. Hey, what's, Nick, what's the thing? Hmm? 
What's the thing? Sasquatch. <laughs> you keep saying here's the what? Never mind. What? Never mind. He didn't get it. Oh, yeah, it's fine. no. Here is the thing. <laughs> Tell us the thing. What's the thing? Handmade items creep me the fuck out. Then why? 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 Huh. I, I, I like good old-fashioned mass-produced items <laughs> because... That smell like China? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Here's the reason why. Because handmade, you know, you can put love into it, but you can also put hate into it. And that's how you get a fucking Annabelle. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, that's not technically how Annabelle happened, but okay. But you get where I'm at, and I, I don't see like it. it. I see um, it, but... Nice goblet of wine there, husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Ice. Yay. Thank you for wine. But I, We have wine, a bowl of ice... I bought that and because of drinking a pint of rosé. I bought go. that because of the name. Uh, that's what he says about all his drinks. He says there's just a lot of ice in it, and it looks like it makes it look like it's more. That's a lie. It is. You'd that's a lie. Be appreciative. We are. Oh, we're totally appreciative, husband. Thank mm -hmm. you. Oh, cool. I so bought it because just of the name. Rosé. So I don't know what's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you. Yep. We've got co-producer, brother, husband in the house. I yep. Did it, I did the thing. Z and I's husband is here. Yep. I'm about to Ooh. say, you really need to rethink saying brother-husband on nope. the air. Oh. Way to go, loser. Um, oh, and wife number three is co-producer Lamanda. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he's he's a busy guy. I got some bitches. I like those. <laughs> I got some bitches. I don't think anybody heard that, but. Actually, no, the noise bitches. gets off. I'm pretty sure they might oh, okay, have. Okay, good. Well, you We're about know. to find out. Um, this one is good. Hmm. I bought it at the Trader's Joe. Mm-hmm. The Trader's Joe always has good. They do. It's one of my favorite. But I bought it because, number one, the bottle is adorable. And it's called Moonlight and Roses. Oh, well. I had to. Yeah. It's a, it was the color we like of our rosé. Yeah. Very, very pale pink. It has to be. If has it's to too be. dark, we shan't. We shan't. it's questionable. Okay. It's a gamble. Uh, what story do you have for me today? I mean, I already know because we you, discussed this. Yeah, we did. We, pla we discussed we planned it because we, we planned this one. It's the only one that we'll ever do that way yeah. because this is this is for you, Lorraine. You know, this is finally our Warrens episode that we big keep ups. threatening to do, and big here ups we are to so. the L Dubs, mm -hmm. chilling with Ed and wherever they oh, are. Oh, oh, don't cry. Or I can't. Well, I actually did. I know you did. I left work she early. She was beclamped. She couldn't, I uh, was very upset. I don't know why. It just happened. I was like, oh. Well, we talk about her and them so much. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's. I get it. Yeah. yeah it was just. I was the same way when Lemmy passed. I, a lot of people fair. were no. when Lemmy passed. Yeah, that was me with. Anthony, when Anthony died, oh, I laid in bed and cried. I could. I, I know. Was, it was horrible. Anthony Bourdain. That was me with Harold Ramis. Right. And David Bowie. And I will be that way when Gordon goes. He shan't. He He's going to live forever like He's a the fucking Highlander. Highlander. <laughs> there can only be one. It's accurate. Um, Out there giving bat, squatch, souffle classes. Souffle. 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 Okay, weird. Go. Yeah, go. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, anyhow. Our second Warren story. The second the Warren story of this episode. I did the story of the Perrin family, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. The Conjuring. Yes. <laughs> You're going to one-eye. Mm -hmm. mm. It's okay. And we have actually met Roger and Andrea, Andrea Perrin. Yes, they are lovely, sweet Wonderful, people. beautiful, amazing people. Mm -hmm. And they are going to be at Phenom again this year. So, or not this year, but next spring. 
phenom is coming back i'm just gonna say it's because we suggested uh, I, it we fucking conjured it dude fucking did we, we conjured this shit we conjuring it. we did it <laughs> you high five stop that it. you we, stop that i right won't now. we did it we so put the, we i'm put just that into the universe we did and, and i'm here just we gonna are. say that everyone that's excited about phenom coming back you're welcome we did this we, we did, did this how many episodes ago i don't even remember i don't even remember which episode one it of was. the earliest ones one or two fuck i don't know we conjured this shit it, we did you're welcome, mm. all of you. I hope there's karaoke again this year. Of course there'll be karaoke. Oh, God. Because if it's not on the schedule, we'll make it happen. Yes. Mm. Also, Dana. Karaoke. Karaoke also. Uh, did you see what the costume party is this year? No. Next year? No. It's Roaring Twenties. <gasps> oh, boy. Yep. We're already prepared for that. We've already got costumes. That but we you do. know we're going to have to make it bloody. We can't just. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyhow. So, do go on. So, December of 1970, the Perrin family moved into their dream home. These <laughs> happened around the same time. Exactly. Yes, they did. My okay. point. Okay. Before. Okay. Yes. Uh, the 10-bedroom house was located in Harrisville, Rhode Island, and the move uh, had been motivated by Roger and Carolyn Perrin's desire to lead a quiet life in the country with their five daughters. Yes, we want to do that, except with all of our wives. Yes. Uh, so their new home was formerly known as the Old Arnold Estate. We're going to get so many questions. <laughs> 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 we'll have answers. <laughs> Wink. Um, uh, the Old Arnold Estate had been built in 1736, and it sat on 200 acres of land. 1736? Yep. I'll take it. Mm. I know. Sold. I'm into uh-uh. it. Give Done. Me no. Give me. I mean, it's in Rhode Island, but I'm not mad at that, I guess. I hate snow, but... I think I could put up with it. Rhode yeah. Island, huge mansion, 200 acres, 1700s. Yeah. Smells like. Just wait. We'll get those. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> and I don't I like just need it. to know how far the nearest Chipotle is, and I'm there. <laughs> In the seventeen hundreds, or the like? No, now the house like, was built in the seventeen hundreds. Because that's where my mind went. No. I was like, they didn't have them, you There's idiot. No, <laughs> no, you're the idiot. I uh, know. Generally, I'm sorry. always. I'm sorry. Um, no, so over two hundred acres of land. Uh, unfortunately, a quiet life was far from what they'd have over the next few years. When they moved in, uh, a piece of advice was given to them from their neighbors. And I quote, for the sake of your family, leave the lights on at night. Because that is not ominous. That's not pants shittingly terrifying at all. Pants shittingly terrifying. It's like, hi, welcome to the neighborhood. Leave the lights on at night for the sake of your children, for the love of all things holy. Yes, do that. Ah, I would be like, hmm. No. (laughs) Ah, what? Right. Okay, now what? They got that advice, and it wasn't long after that that they had encountered their first paranormal activity. Um, and a little bit of history about the house. Mm-hmm. Eight generations had lived in the Arnold estate prior to the parent family moving in. Uh, many of them had met with uh, tragic macabre fates. So in the late 18th century, Mrs. John Arnold, the 93-year-old matriarch of the family, hung herself in the barn on the property. Oh, God. Who and hangs themselves? How old? 93. How'd she do it? I don't know. In it's the impressive. barn. Like that, right? That, that's impressive. You could impressive. just trip at that point. Like. <laughs> Sneeze I mean, wrong. Yeah. How do you, like, 
I mean, I mean, it was in a barn. She so must have been spry as hell. Wait, well, it was, was in the 18th century, so she was probably working right up until that day. 1700s. Yeah, when and the she house... lived till 93. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Um. So she was just one of many suicides that took place on the property. Ooh. Um. 11-year-old Prudence Arnold was raped and murdered by a farmhand in the house. Fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. And her relative Johnny took his own life by hanging himself in the attic. Um, Over the years, there were also two drownings in a creek that ran through the estate, and uh, there were the deaths of four men who mysteriously froze on the land. I'm sorry, what? How do you mysteriously freeze? Either it's cold enough to freeze you or it's not. How do you fucking mysteriously freeze? I don't know. I've heard of spontaneous combustion. Spontaneous freezing. I really don't know. Yeah. That that is um, weird as fuck. So, despite all of that, the parent family sought comfort in the fact that all of the various spirits they'd encountered in the house that to that point uh, were kind to them. And then that was until the day came that the other ghosts of the Arnold estate made themselves known. So, like with all hauntings and long-term paranormal experiences, uh, the terrifying events of the real-life Conjuring story began as just strange little occurrences that barely registered as anything paranormal at all. Right. Uh, Start things, slow. Yeah. So it's, it's always, it's like a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Things mm-hmm. moved. Mm-hmm. There were weird noises, nothing out of the ordinary from an old house settling. Um, in an interview, Cynthia Perrin, one of the children, said that there were a lot of small things happening that no one talked about until it was too late. And uh, to quote Cindy, um, things would either be moved all around in a different position than how I left them, or they'd be all shoved up underneath the bed. I would go to my sisters, of course, you'd go to your sisters, and ask, hey, what'd you do to my toys? And they'd say, nothing. Why would I mess with your toys, Cindy? That's how it first started. Unfortunately, things would get real weird. Mm. They always so, do. They always do. I so the parents, uh, they almost immediately realized that they were living with what they believed to have been an entire set of ghost roommates. Um, at the onset of the paranormal activity, the parent children uh, felt that most of the entities that were in the house were relatively benign. Um, they weren't, they were just there. Um, the five children claimed that the initial entities acted as babysitters on some nights, um, tucking them in and kissing their foreheads. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that, though. Like... So the way they describe it uh, with the friendly ghosts gives kind of a feeling of like, leave it to Beaver, all kinds of that stuff. Uh, Both Cynthia and Andrea Perrin remember Mrs. Arnold. Oh, interesting. uh Mm Uh-huh. A ghost who tucked them in, and they even remember the way she smelled. Hmm. Uh, Cynthia said, when we first moved into the house for the first two months, there was a woman that came and kissed me every night on the forehead that I thought was my mother. And Andrea finished her sister's statement saying, Mom smelled like ivory soap, and this spirit smelled like flowers and fruit. Okay. Hmm. Um, Another spirit was Johnny Arnold, the boy that was said to have hung himself in the attic of the house. Um, They were incredibly fond of that spirit and uh, lovingly nicknamed him Manny. Uh, He was said to have played with their toys and watched them as they played outside. Um, Like he would watch through the window. Right, right. There was also a man... With a crooked smile, who would appear in the corners of their room and watch them play. 
I don't like we'll that. We'll come guy. back to him. He sounds like the other guy. We'll come back to him. <laughs> yeah. And so, based on the last story of some of the this, mm, We'll come uh-huh, back to him. Uh-huh. Um the family especially welcomed what they called the sweeping ghost. Oh. Uh this spirit's presence was only ever heard from a distance. It was the sound of a broom shuffling against the floor. And whenever they would go in to investigate, they would find the broom leaning against a wall with a pile of dirt next to it. Uh, however, as time went on, it was apparent that not all of the spirits were quite that friendly. Shocker. Weird. So the parent girls claimed they were attacked in the barn by unseen entities. And that one night, a series of voices began to speak to them about bodies in their walls. Oh. Yeah. Andrea claims that her sister Cindy climbed into her bed one night to tell her about the harrowing news that a disembodied voice had told her. She said, Annie, I keep hearing voices. It's one voice, but it's a lot of voices, but they're all saying the same thing at once. And I'd say, honey, what are they saying? And she would say that there are seven dead soldiers buried in the wall. Hmm. Uh, there might be seven dead soldiers buried in the wall. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm just going to throw it out there that, yeah. I'm just going to put that out there. Just going to say. Yeah. Yeah. So while they were dealing with something, reaching out to them, Mm -hmm. telling them that there were dead fucking bodies in their walls, Mm -hmm. um, another different series of events started to happen. Uh, They claimed that at 5.15 in the morning, the smell of rot rotting flesh would pass through the house mm-hmm. uh, and then toss everyone out of bed one by one. These entities would also pull the girls' hair and limbs during the night and then uh, bang on the doors and disembodied cries were also a regular occurrence. Boo! Yeah, Andrea claims that around this time the girls were visited by a male ghost that tortured them so badly she refuses to give any concrete details. Oh, that's not good. No. Let's just say was that, that Andrea or Cindy? Andrea. Uh. Let's just say that there was a very bad male spirit in the home with five little girls. So, Mr. fucking dead touchy toucherton. Yeah. Mr. standing in the corner watching you with my crooked smile. Touchy toucherton. Uncle McTouchy. Yeah. Yeah. In a previous life. Yeah. Uh, so, Carolyn... The mother seems to have been the most sensitive to the spirits that were inhabiting the home. Um, in an interview with the Providence Journal, she claimed that she knew something was wrong when a woman in gray appeared next to her bed moaning, Get out, get out, I'll drive you out with death and gloom. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. She appeared to every member of the family. Her face was gray, and her head was bent to one side. Fuck that. As if her neck was permanently broken. The bent neck lady. Is that her, the, the title? Okay, so like is actual... that the 93-year-old woman that hung herself? Nope. My guess would be that it would be her, and she's trying to get them out because you of would Touchy McTouchertons. think so, however, it wasn't. So, like I said, bent neck lady. Yes. All gray. Uh, that entity paid special attention to Carolyn, who was apparently her least favorite person in the house. Boo. The woman in the gray dress was most likely Bathsheba Thayer. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, See, now that's where the controversy of this story mm-hmm. comes in because there are those that say that that is not accurate or true. We will get there. Yes. So Bathsheba was allegedly a witch that had, uh, she was believed to have done most of the haunting in this case. Um, and then somebody said she could have been a poltergeist created as a portent of things to come or one of many ghosts who dwelled within the home. Not a poltergeist. Just going to say that right now. Yeah. Not a thing. Yeah. Um, but according to local legend, Bathsheba Thayer married Judson Sherman in the mid 1800s. Mm-hmm. And sometime after that, came to live at the old Arnold estate. The first child that they had together died, and Bathsheba was charged with murder. Wait, she married who? Uh, his name is Judson Sherman. So she didn't marry into the Arnold family? No. Because I thought the Arnold family had been in that house for generations. They had, so. Okay. Uh, so Judson Sherman was his name. He may have been a relative. Hard to say. Um... So she was charged with murder. The infant had been found with its head impaled by a sharp object. What? And townsfolk whispered that uh, the murderer had been a sacrifice to Satan and that she was a practicing Satanist who had Mm. summoned the devil to grant her the gift of beauty. Uh, She was arrested but freed shortly after due to a lack of evidence. Uh, Remaining in the house, she lived the rest of her life as an outcast from the community until she died in the early 20th century by hanging herself from a tree behind the house. It said in death her body had mysteriously turned to stone. Factually, what can be gathered from public records, uh, Bathsheba and her husband had indeed lived in that house. She had also been involved allegedly in the death of her neighbor's infant child, which had been left in her care, though there is no evidence or record of a trial ever taking place. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Bathsheba and Judson lived out their days at the old Arnold estate and she passed away following a stroke in 1885 and was buried next to her first husband and three children in the nearby Baptist cemetery uh, where you can still find her tombstone. Got it. So it's one of those things where here's what's recorded. Here's what's legend somewhere in the middle. In the middle. And I've said it before. Two sides to every story. Truth is always somewhere in the middle. So... There's this woman, there's this, there's obviously there was some controversy about her, which created local legend and lore. Mm -hmm. There you go. Exactly. Um, But the parents allege that Bathsheba's attack started as harmless poltergeist activity. Okay. Um, They were pinched, poked, um, prodded by a seemingly invisible force, but then things, as they always do, escalated. Mm -hmm. At first, there were small attacks. Carolyn felt tiny pinches on her skin or was slapped by an unseen hand. Um, uh, Bathsheba began to throw various objects at her whenever Carolyn was unaware. I'm imagining just like doing dishes and all of a sudden somebody just throws something at you. Mm. Um, Then, as they do, things got worse. Uh, One day Carolyn was lounging on the couch and she felt a sharp pain in her leg. She looked down and found a puncture wound on her calf that had already started to bleed. Damn. Uh, The wound looked like it had been made by a sewing needle. And when these attacks failed to make Carolyn leave the house, uh, Bathsheba instead sought to possess Carolyn Perrin. Oh. Yes. So. Well, that's never good. No. Uh, The parents believed that she wanted them to leave, and the only way she knew how to do that was by torturing Carolyn. 
Um, when physically assaulting her didn't work, they claimed that Bathsheba inhabited Carolyn's body to better horrify them as a family. Uh, possessing her gave uh, power to cause the mother and her family intense bodily harm, and it left feeling or it left Carolyn feeling naturally very weak and emotionally drained. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're laughing because the husband was just getting more wine, and he made a funny face over. He did. Um, so Andrea Perrin later said that whoever the spirit was, she perceived herself to be mistress of the house, and she resented the competition my mother posed for that position. Um, Ed and Lorraine Warren were contacted for assistance right. after Carolyn allegedly became possessed with the spirit of Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. Uh, most texts on the subject claim that the family reached out to the Warrens. But according to Andrea and Cynthia, a family friend actually went to see the Warrens when they were giving a talk in Putnam, Connecticut. Cynthia backs up the claim in the same interview that this was stated in that Barbara is the one that went to the lecture and told them about us. And they were like, oh, we've got to go over there. Right. Yeah. Why I mean, wouldn't they? Exactly. We would. Hell yeah. Right. Into it. I mean, if if we were somewhere and someone said, hey, oh, my God, our friends have this house and this is what's happening. We'd be like, can we be there yesterday? We're already we there now? mentally. Now. Can we go now? <laughs> we are there. Right. <laughs> and so uh, Lorraine claims that she sensed a dark presence in the house from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't take a seasoned investigator to feel that i'm sure that right. and that the parent family was already freaked out by the time that the warrens had been contacted right um so according to the parents the warrens cleansed the home and conducted a seance with carolyn in the basement unfortunately it didn't go as planned and shit got worse it always always does, does. <laughs> so the warrens attempts to cleanse the house only seemed to make the spirits more active uh, fearing for the family's safety, Roger insisted that they leave the house. Seems to be a common thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, know, you try to fix it, it makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, he, he insisted that they leave for the sake of Carolyn's mental health and right. his family's safety. Right. But they did visit the parent family intermittently over the course of the next, like, decade. Right. Uh, but they were never able to fix anything. So, which in the movie... Because we've discussed this before. Yes, in the movie, where it, it ends the, with the, the, it, that's where it ends with the possession scene yeah. in the basement, which I think was the worst scene of the movie, <laughs> and it, I just didn't feel like it needed to be there like that. And I still don't. But um, it it happened. But I can see why it's relevant yes. to the story. I mm-hmm. always could. I I knew. Yeah. I know the story, so I know why it's relevant. I don't know. I just feel like maybe they. They Hollywoodized it, and that's yeah. okay because it's a fucking movie. I'm yeah. not, I'm not gonna nitpick that shit. But yeah. I just feel like that with the movie itself, it was so creepy and so good until that point, and yeah. then it just took a turn and it mm-hmm. got cheeseball. Yeah, and that's and that it did happen. Right. Uh, but maybe it's just the way they handled it. It could have been, but in the because in real life, it did not end there. No, right in the movie. It ended because, you know, tie it up in a nice little bow. That's not how it actually right. happened. It continued. Which is like what I appreciate with it. They're making yeah. it into two movies. Exactly. So Ah, yes. Okay. So Lorraine had at this point never publicly discussed what happened during the seance. 
that was initially held. But here's the thing. Lorraine never really publicly discussed anything. Also true. Uh, she does claim what happened in the basement disturbed her to the core. And to quote Lorraine herself, uh, the things that went on there were just so incredibly frightening, it still affects me to talk about it today. Um, Andrea Perrin corroborates Lorraine's story. She claims that she snuck into the basement to see the seance firsthand and was never able to look at her mother the same way again. Wait, who said that? Andrea. Andrea, got it. Um, my mother began to speak a language not of this world in a voice not her own. Her chair levitated and she was thrown across the room. Damn. Yeah. Well, that is some shit. Yeah. So in the movie, The Conjuring, there's um, a series of escalating games of hide and clap. Oh, God. It's <laughs> so creepy. Yeah, so it's like one person is blindfolded while the rest of the girls playing. They run off and hide. Like okay. hide and seek. But did you not see the movie? No, I haven't. Of oh, course Christ. not. Marco Polo kind of deal? Kind of. Okay. It's like yes, hide and seek and Marco Polo. You just they clap. Just yeah. Clap. Yeah. So then that's how you'd, and you were blindfolded. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have not seen the movie, but is a ghost start going like clap, clap, and yeah. then yes. you follow into a creepy fucking place? <laughs> yes. I already fucking, I've never seen the fucking movie. <laughs> Fuck that. So fucking good. No. <laughs> okay, However, go so uh, in the scenes, Carolyn <clears throat> is taunted by a pair of ghostly clapping hands. Uh, and while the movie events are really creepy, uh, turns out that the real story is worse. Shocking. Mm -hmm. uh, Cynthia claims that one day while they were playing hide-and-seek on the farm, she hid in a pine box without any kind of lock, latch, or ventilation. Uh, a, don't ever go into a pine box. Don't do that. Because um, that sounds like a coffin. Mm. <laughs> don't uh -huh. go into a pine box. Yes. So after no one came to find her, she decided to find a new hiding place and told an interviewer, I shoved up to get out of the wood box. It wouldn't open. And I'm pushing and pushing, and then I started to get really scared and panic. I'm kicking and pushing and screaming, and nobody can hear me. And finally, after like 20 minutes of this, I basically give up. Luckily, her sister Nancy came along and opened the box for her. Right. Mm. So they desperately wanted to move out of Arnold Estate. Weird. Shocking. Uh, Dream home. Fail. Yeah. But they ended up living there for like 10 years. Is she for sale now? I'll take it. I hope so. We shall look. Uh, but, I mean, it was the 80s. The economy was garbage right. in the early 80s. Uh, and they were stuck there because of their financial issues. Um, aside from that, Andrea notes that the property value on their 200-acre farm was devaluing by the day. 200 acres, yep. man. And the family would have been destitute if we had just walked away from the house. In 1980, they were finally able to sell it, and as soon as the paperwork was signed, they fucked off back to Georgia and never went back. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, mm, bye. bye, yeah. According we'll be in Georgia. See ya. Um, according to the Perrin family, though, they're still being haunted by Bathsheba. Interesting. Uh, during the filming of The Conjuring, the entire family was invited to the set. Initially, they were all going to go, but at the last minute, Carolyn, the, their mom, got cold feet and changed her mind. She, yeah, because why would you want to relieve, re, uh, relive that That shit? was part of it. Right. She claimed she didn't want to make the trip, but also uh, there was a little bit of trepidation because of digging up the past. Yeah. Um, Andrea claims that while the family was being interviewed, a rogue wind slipped over the f swept over the family, uh, ended up knocking down cameras, lights, and anything that surrounded them. And... They all agreed that it was Bathsheba's curse. It wasn't until they returned to their hotels that evening. Or the wind. Uh, uh, well, here's where it gets 
a little bit too weird for coincidence. Uh, I like weird. Give me weird. They got back to the hotels that evening and uh, they were told that their mother had fallen and broken her hip at the exact time that the wind had swept over them. Uh, when the family made it to their mother's hospital room, they claimed she sat up and said, Bathsheba's cursed. She does not want to be exposed. And according to Andrea Perrin, everyone who has lived in the house that we know of has experienced this. Some have left screaming and running for their lives. The man who moved in to begin the restoration on the house when we sold it left screaming without his car, without his tools, without his clothing. He never went back to the house, and consequently the people who owned it, the adjacent landowners, never moved in, and it sat vacant for years. Um, According to the current owner, however, uh, Norma Sutcliffe, the house isn't as haunted as you might have heard. And right. she, as I was, I was just as gonna say, haunted. I was like, eh, it's oh, not as haunted. I read because I read oh about her God. too. She's mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, yeah. And she said uh, she claims to have only heard and seen people talking in other rooms, footsteps when no one else was home, and a strange blue light shooting around the room. You know, nothing, no it big happens. deal. Uh, but after the conjuring was released, she became unhappy with all the attention surrounding her home. Mm-hmm. And started hardcore attempting to us- to disprove the parent family story. Because people would literally just be there taking pictures, yeah. walk yeah. up on her property, knock on her door, just sit there. And, and that's just the general she's public like, being yep, nope, assholes. home's not haunted. Get the fuck out. Yeah. yeah it's like, goodbye. Not giving people yeah. their like basic you know, space. Yeah, exactly. Be respectful, you wangs. What's the thing yeah, is? It's, it's, it's like the husband just said. The Goonies house. Yeah, like the Goonies house. The Goonies house. The people full, ruined the it full for everybody. house house. And, like, people mm-hmm. live in these fucking places. Mm-hmm. Give them space. Mm-hmm. You gotta yeah. know. Yeah. Like, so. if I lived in that house, I would 100% have a period of time where I opened it up for tours and be like, come spend the night at my creepy house. Yeah. For Halloween. That'll be $500. There it is. Yeah, I don't know if they can hear you. It's hard to say. It's fine. Um, Should pick up. But, yeah, so that is the story of The Conjuring. And also, I just want to remind you, because you were there. Remind me. Yes, but also tell the listeners who were not there. The last phenom we went to was the one where Andrea and Roger Perrin were there, along with Mm -hmm. Carmen Reed, Nace Snedeker, uh, Chris Dedman. And my friend who moderated the panel, it was the one that was involved with George Lutz. George Lutz. It was the Violent Hauntings panel. While the panel was happening, there was an unknown reason. Nobody knows why it happened. There was a gust of wind that knocked over a potted plant. Yeah, on the side of the stage Mm -hmm. with these really tall sort of Like ficus. Ficus, you Mm -hmm. know, decorative you're in a hotel. It, yeah. It's a hotel, like, what's the room? Conference room. Thank you. It's got a little stage thing. Yep. And, uh, yeah, just, just out of nowhere. Just blew boom. over. People reported seeing shadows. I was not there. Mm-hmm. I, I heard about it repeatedly. I was probably either manning the table or at the bar. Um, it so. was in the. It was earlier <laughs> in the day. So it was earlier in the day, and I, so I was either manning the table yeah, I think or at the bar. I, yeah, I don't think we had... Because I can't quite remember if it was the day when the thing was in my bed or the day Hmm? before. It was the day after the thing was in your bed. What was in your bed? 
Probably the same thing that was in my bed at what the was in same your location. Bed? I don't know. I don't think they were the same. Uh, we'll have this to isn't talk a, about that. That's a whole. It other. was a succubus. No. <laughs> no, there was no, no, there was no touchy, no. touchy, grabby, grabby. I got bit. Uh-huh. I got bit, and her entire bed just vibrated and shook. And like there something was something was jumping on it. There was something mm. touching my back, like hey, 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 hey. And it, I don't like it. Not okay with I don't this. like. But we, this where I was sleeping was in the same hallway as Carmen Snedeker. And Andrea and Roger Perrin and Chris Dedman of this Violent Hauntings panel. Mm-hmm. And again, we were in Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. Which is in oh, and of itself. Fucking haunted. It hainted. entire just. All of Gettysburg is a battlefield. From yeah. start to finish. Like there's no air. Just where, whatever building you're in, somebody Ev- was Think about it this way. There. Everywhere you walk in Gettysburg, a body lied. Lied? Yeah. Laid. Laid there. There was a dead body. Lied. Yeah. Everywhere you walk in Gettysburg, there were bodies. Yeah. Yep. From start to fucking finish. Yeah. So when that place she is says a trip. there was the random gust of wind, I'm not going to say nah. Because we were in the same fucking hotel when that ha- that actually happened. It did. During the daytime and multiple pe- indoors. Multiple, indoors. multiple people were there to say fuck that. Yeah, and it was it was indoors. It's not it wasn't even no. indoors. So No, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, last, oh, last no. episode we recorded. Him. No. With uh, I had salad. Oh, yeah, no. Trying no, to no, this, like, this, be like, no, 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 no. This, this, this really fucking happened. Yeah. But like I said, I was either manning the table or at the bar. I well, was not in the panel. But again, I multiple people that yeah. were in there came out. Oh my god! And that Chris, I know personally, it's not yeah, like and it's Chris a Dedman started thing. bleeding from his ear. Oh god, that's right. See, I fucking forgot about that. I would. Love he was on stage. Yeah, they were all he was on, stage. on stage giving his lecture. They were well, all on stage. It was, it was during the he was a member yeah. of the panel. Yeah, and he started bleeding. His from ear his started bleeding. Ear. It was a weird one. It was a I, weird one. That was a, that was a weird trip to Gettysburg. I, yeah, like and I that said, was I got bit. Hilariously enough, our last fucking time there. Yeah. Weird. And we're going back. Woo! Yeah, yeah, we are though. Spring break '99. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> But yeah, no, that was the trip where I was sleeping and something pulled my blankets down. Like I'm laying there. It was light out. It was morning. It was mm-hmm. just it's yeah. three hours ahead. I am not a morning person, so it's hard for oh, me to adjust. Boy. And I'm in bed sleeping and I feel my blankets pull down. I'm in the room by my fucking self. So I'm like, what the fuck? I grab my blanket. Something nipped at my hands as I was mm-hmm. pulling my blanket up. I was like, what the fuck? And the thing is, there was nothing there. I had not slept more than about 25 minutes the night before. And I was doing special effects makeup for the zombie prom that night. Mm -hmm. And I was running off of fumes and Red Bull. With vodka. No, Red Bull first. Like, I think I had about 12 Red Bulls before vodka even happened. That's lame. Because I was so exhausted and terrified to go back to sleep ever vodka again. Vodka would have fixed it. No. Vodka fixes everything. Not at this everything. point. That's a shirt but I later. need to make. Vodka does fix everything. Yes. Um, however, I was like, because I, for some 
stupid reason went to my table because I was sharing a table with Allie. Mm -hmm. I went to my table at like 930 and you were still like you weren't at our table and I was at 930 a.m. A.m. I was still asleep. That's where I was. Uh huh. And because, so, but that's not nine thirty a.m. East Coast time. Here. Yeah, that is not. However, my time. I don't. You do that always time. come to the table relatively close to when we have to be there. Yes. And so, because I'm responsible. Oh, like a while had passed, oh my God, and you pee, were Bonnie. not. You were not there, <laughs> and it was bordering noon o'clock. Oh yeah, that's and the morning. The thing fucking exactly. Bit me. I, and I so felt so. I was. It was weird. I. I, I was felt at like the I table. Get out of bed. No, and I, I wasn't was, hungover. It, no, there was, it was like the well, second day there. I know. No, but I wasn't hungover. It I know, bad. but I was at that table, and I kept looking for you, and I would text you, and you hadn't answered, and your roommate came down, and I was like, "Hey, where is Danielle?" Oh, she's still sleeping. She she's getting up. She's awake. She's coming down soon. It was like, mm-hmm. and then you came down eventually, and it was late, and I was worried. You and then you were been. like, there was a thing in my bed. And I and was it like, fucking bit me. Hey, <laughs> me <laughs> too. <laughs> Fuck all of this nonsense. Yeah. See, I would Getty's love to go weird. to one of these like ghost conference. What do what do you March twenty twenty. See, I would love to go to one. Okay. For multiple reasons, but the main reasons are, like, A, I would love to just meet some of these people yep. and kind of be all like, oh, shit, you're legit. And, oh, shit, you're batshit fucking crazy. March 2020. <laughs> I wonder if uh, Travis Walton will be there this year. <gasps> Ooh, I Who's don't Travis know. Walton? We did Travis Walton, Fire in the Sky. The abdu- Holy Amy- Travis Walton, they've been abducted. Alien oh, abduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cra- uh, Episode yes. two. I, I called him crazy, but with good intention. And if he ever listens to this, I would love to talk to you. He's a rad dude. Um, he's a super rad dude. I was just But you scared. also mentioned, like, he, he's, he he almost has that look in his eye like, I've seen some shit. He oh, has he the look in his eye like he's not eye. in his body. He has that and look I'm in not his eye like there's an alien way. piloting yeah. his body. Gotcha. I'm not saying that in a rude way because he's a very nice, kind, sweet man. And he will have a lovely conversation with mm. you. But you look into his eyes and it's, girl, hey, who do I, I don't know who the fuck is in there, but I don't think oh. that's you, why'd bro. You, why'd you go with Cajun? I don't know. but I <laughs> Sometimes she does that. She'll just go into a random accent. Sometimes it's Cajun. Sometimes she just sounds like Foghorn Leghorn. That's very true. Oh, we're getting. No, get in there. Oh, get in there. He's getting on the oh. mic. Oh, oh boy. There we go. My husband is currently filling in for me. Oh. I have to pee. Pee like oh, a champion. Oh man. Say something. Yeah, say words. Words. Oh. Okay, so <laughs> on a scale to one to ten, how loud does she pee at home? It's not that loud. <laughs> Why is that a thing? I don't know. She's going pee. I feel like we should have conversation. Going. I feel like we shouldn't have conversations about her urine, but okay. <laughs> It's a normal thing. <laughs> nothing abnormal. But no, I would, are normal. I would really like to go on some of those. Um, How many more times am I going to have to I, say March 2020? Oh. <clears throat> That's when it's happening. Plan now, because we're 100% going. Yeah, March 20. Well, it's about a year away. Yeah. Roughly. 11 months. So a little, little bit less. I got a little planning. Yeah, March 2020. Um, where is it again? It is in Pennsylvania, Lancaster. Okay, gotcha. Um, I've never been to Pennsylvania. My mother's from Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. So my lovely. first experience there could be like just you know creepy, batshit, crazy <laughs> things. Yes. Um, 
But it's more not, like it, bat squatch crazy. Oh, for fuck's Am I right? sake. No. That's a third plug. You're uh, never right. I'm kidding. Uh, but it will not be at the same hotel where the creepy shit happened. Good. And it's not in Gettysburg proper. Did you just like power force it out? Yeah, I did. Oh, wow. Like a pressure washing she, of the bowl. She power urined. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. Thank I you. already Thank know you, too honey. much about your downstairs. No, whenever you like didn't say anything? I try to no. push it out like really fast, oh, okay. so it, like nobody gets, needs like, to little, know. Yeah. Nobody needs to it know about your urethra. Nobody cares. Well, it's nobody more does of the care. Exiting of no, nobody nope. cares. Mm. Don't no, give me that a, face. I'll give you all the face. <laughs> so here's the thing. This is clearly a double episode. We knew it was yes. going to go long. I mean, yes. this is this is the. I've had rosé, and boy, that was that was. Usually, I mean, I, I held it for a long time. It had to, it was coming out. I had to go. <laughs> I, had to, I had to get the fuck out. That's is, fair. I did it quickly, though. This is going to be our first two-hour episode. Yeah, well, we, mm. we knew it would. We're doing a double. We'll, we'll warn rain. you. If, yes, Did again. I say it was for Andrea earlier? Am I, like, making shit up? No, yeah, I, no just give me my wine. It's fine. It, you said it was so, for the rain. Uh, you know? To okay, fill good. you in while you were gone, um, I want to go to one of these so I can meet. I keep telling Phenom. him. Phenom. Phenom is a great introduction. Yes. But So here's the thing is because it's okay so it's a con yeah it's yeah. a paracon it's not as large as something yeah. like wizard world or rose city no 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 yeah and it is it's it a is, it's, it's a nerd niche fest nerd it's fine fest. it's a niche nerd fest yeah. but it's people that are geeking out over uh things that they're all passionate yes. about yes. and i get that so here's the thing is a i would like to go there and you know if creepy fucking shit happens i will recognize some creepy mm-hmm. shit it um, will also that would be a great place to do a live podcast also, yes. Um, That's yeah, we're, but yeah, we're trying. We're trying to plant that seed in the old ear. If crazy, if crazy people come up to me and they're all like, "I'm demons," I'm just all like, "You're batshit fucking crazy." Well, but also kind of like if I was at that panel and fucking shit's falling over and and people are bleeding from their fucking ears, you're gonna be like. That's Questions. one of those. That's one of those things I have to see for myself because right. whenever you have a large group of people that are all looking for something, right. they will find ways to find that thing. And I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree at all. Um, and so I that's mean, why I want to experience it. Yes. Yeah. Um, that that's there are there have been people that you know we do the organ ghost conference every year and we've it, it, it never fails there's always someone that comes to the table that's like oh my grandma's playing with my blah 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 and she died da, 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 da. and i'm just like yeah you're full of shit please just take your candy and go <laughs> because the candy it, gremlin there, you, mm. we always yeah we always have a bowl of candy on our table it's kind of a you know thing so um it's, a con, it's a con thing everybody does it <laughs> Everybody does it. Here, little boy, take my candy. Except I want none of them to take it. Um, but <laughs> no, if if you it with the paranormal, I I get what you're saying. If you are looking hard enough, you're gonna find it, and that's why we all have to remain as objective as possible. Mm-hmm. I can go into any haunted location knowing it's fucking haunted knowing the claims actually i prefer not to know what the claims are because as little i know as possible other than tell me it's haunted i want to know nothing it else. can skew your personal uh it won't skew but it can a lot of people yeah it won't skew me because i i can remain objective yeah um just like the story i just had in the smurls fart noises all day long mm-hmm. all day long 
it's a very well-known story. I buy a very small percentage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can re- fart noises. Exactly. I can remain objective. If I'm going into a location, I want I, I would rather know as little as possible because I want to tap into the things that I can do myself personally. And um, and then I want to go and compare what I hear, see, know. Well, because if you go in there completely the fucking blind and you hear a young British girl singing a certain tune. And you hear that a young British girl died there, you know, blah, 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 yeah. singing a certain tune. Exactly. Then that's that why. But if you get told that there's like, there's a young British girl that died there and you go there and you're like, I think I hear a young British girl singing. That's com- some, those are completely fucking different things. And some people do and will. I personally don't. Yeah. I can always call a spade a spade. Yeah. Um, Which if I somebody says this place is haunted as ever living fuck by this, 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 and I go in and I'm like, yeah, no, maybe, but probably not. Not today anyway. I don't know what to tell you. I'm n- I will never hear something that's not there because I want to. Yeah. And I've, I've learned as a good paranormal investigator should to be completely objective. And if you've got some evidence that is absolutely irrefutable, that's a word, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, that correlates with the location, then fucking good. Yay. That's a score. But, I mean... I, I am never one to have a ghost box or an EVP and be like, oh, it said this. Oh, no. Yep. Yeah, no. It said this, 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 this. When it clearly doesn't. I mean, that's just reaching. And a lot of people do that. Yeah. A lot of people. I mean, I can't tell you how many photos I've seen on our Instagram, people circling things. And I'm like, yep, that's a that's a fucking window, friend. That's yeah. a circle you drew around <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Yep, that's a that's a window. And if you look hard enough, you're like, oh, okay, there's an elephant, there's a cloud, there's oh no, there's a triangle. Yeah, you can see it's pareidolia. You can see the human brain is wired to see faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Last so time. when exactly. you take a photo, next, into, oh, that window episode. right there. If point. we took a photo, we, we have windows in the podfist. If you took a photo of that window right there, blinds aside. Yeah. You could probably pick out at least two faces mm-hmm. in the photo that you take. It's what the human brain it's is wired to do. It's also matrixing. Mm-hmm. That too. So, um, you know, it, it, I see so many photos on our feed. Because like I said, we follow so many paranormal people. I'm like, oh, you guys are so cute. I love you. But it looks great. It, it's 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 a good conversation piece, but I I'm, I would never sit there and say, oh yeah, there's five faces in there and they're staring at me. It's a demon. <laughs> as paranormal investigators, we have to remain as objective as possible. Yes. Otherwise, you're creating your own evidence, and then it's just fucking bullshit. Well, I think I think that's good advice, literally, just for life in general. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of if you are hunting demons. Or if you're, you know, trying to start something like this is this is Nick's motivational corner. Oh boy, this oh, is, we this, have a corner now. This is my this is my segment. <laughs> Great. Is this the corner where you go to stay until you die? <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> I've told you to go to that corner before. This is my is corner. Naked? Oh, you actually are. I in am a in a corner. That's true. And I will I will edit your voice to sound like a Keebler fucking elf. <laughs> I feel like it already does. So. Mm. <laughs> 
But what I was say- getting at is always surround yourself with people that challenge you. Don't surround yourself with fucking yes men. Yes men fucking suck. Word. But, and I think that, once again, like, we've touched on this subject before, but, like, that's one of, I think, the charms of us three is you guys are super into this, and I'm sitting back, and I'm like, bullshit, there's no way, and Danielle has that ability to call bullshit, Z has that ability to call bullshit, Uh Uh but whenever the cards are fucking laid out, and one and one equals two, you can't sit back and just be like, well... No, it fucking it's right there in front of you and you right. can't deny it. Right. And and so back to Ed and Lorraine Warren, um, you know, not all of their cases were one and one equal two, but where there's smoke there's fire. Yeah. And I truly believe that even the cases of theirs that like the smurls, lots of fart noises, where there's smoke there's fire. There's a sliver of truth in there. Something fucking happened in that home before Jack started banging his neighbor. <laughs> All right. So mm-hmm. or whether it was PK, which is what I think, because there was a lot of fucking weird, sh- you know, there's a lot of angst going on in the family. There's a lot unit happening. Itself. Home girl gets pregnant. It's fucking twins. There's a lot of stress going on in that family. Oh, yeah. Hurricane destroyed their home. Teenagers. Proof you know, there was a lot of husbands fucking. banging the neighbor. So we're going to get sued for slander nah. <laughs> it's just wild speculation um the parents, sue us if you're guilty do the, it the parents though the parents <laughs> don't story, don't, don't do the that parents, i think it's fucking fantastic annabelle i call bullshit really i'm actually the hell out of me no i'm actually reading so in the demonologist no. open the cabinet i'll sleep with it i uh, don't believe in annabelle i shan't i do not uh, believe in annabelle here's the thing though the demonologist, that's actually the part that I'm reading right now, is about Annabelle. So I'll let you borrow it. And that's fine. I just, Annabelle, I'm like, mm, yeah, nope. I'll mm, say What was the uh, Sailor I'll have doll. a tea party with fucking what? Annabelle. Sailor doll? Robert? Yeah, fuck yeah. Robert. Um, but I hate dolls also, just in general, though, so I might be biased. So this episode has gone on for eternity. However, hold on. Let me just, okay. Uh, so Lorraine's dead. Mm. Sorry. Uh, so who's taking over the museum? Zaphis? Uh, St. Ziggity? It might be because her son-in-law actually was helping her run it. Right. And had been for years. So he may be. Judy's husband? Yes. Okay. But there's not any because information on that yet. So St. Ziggity, a.k.a. John, John Zaphis. He's a fucking saint. If you ever say anything horrible about him, I she might will, punch you in the face. She will come at you like a howler monkey on fire. I will. Uh, so St. Ziggity has his own museum. Yes. Um, he was trained by Ed and Lorraine Warren. Uncle, yep. Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, so I was wondering if maybe he did. Here's the he thing. He will be at Phenom. He will. He's always at Phenom. Mm-hmm. Cutting rugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they never Him stood a chance. Wife. Love them. Um, anyway, so whoever's got a hold of Annabelle, gimme. I'll do it. 24 hours. Have fun. I'll, I'll go to you. You come to me. Either way, I'll go to Annabelle. Annabelle comes to me. I mean, me. I want to go to there, but I'll do it. You, I'm not touching it. Uh, I can't with Annabelle. I'm I cannot. Not. Well, I shan't. But, but here's the thing. If I go stay the night with Annabelle and I mean, she, I'll kicks be there. My, she kicks my ass, I will be the first to say I was wrong. I will eat crow. That thing is real as fuck. But I will also be the one to be like, yep, nope. Uh, I'll try again next time. But I still I'll go don't with buy you. Annabelle. I'm not touching it. I don't um, but here is, I've got 
a story that we can end on because this has gone on for a thousand years. As we knew it would. It's a yes. double episode. Mm-hmm. But this is all for Lorraine. <laughs> this is for you. Cheers. Uh, Rosé in heaven. She did Lorraine. love her wine. Whoop, whoop. Yep. I'm out of. Clink's mama. She, I remember just reading this, Chip Coffee said that. I fucking love him. I know you do. You have Chip Coffee face. I have a Chip Coffee face. I uh, love him He went so with her much. one time. And they were going out after filming for Paranormal State. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to go somewhere where she could get a little glass of wine. Bless like, her heart. What's the a, f- a little communion What's wine? the fucking cutest thing I've ever heard? Just a thimbleful. <laughs> and I'm assuming the little glass of wine was like our home pour as i chug a goblet of rosé out of my grammy mug (laughs) this this was a story i'd never heard before oh i like stories um and our as i'm just gonna say it our new best friend greg newkirk (laughs) fair of uh the weekend weird okay i'm just gonna go out and say that's where i get a lot of my shit from i figured you would yes but uh I actually tweeted him to see if I could share this story. Did he twat back? He did twat back. <gasps> and he said, go for it. Oh, he twatted. He twatted. We twat. twat. We, we twat all the time. Oh. Oh, what? phrasing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. That sounds like scissor sisters. Uh, <laughs> we twat all the time. That this was. This has been too much rosé. Shit's no. getting weird. Yeah, we need to wrap this <laughs> up. We need to wrap this up quick. <laughs> All we're missing is Amanda, and then it would just be a twat party. Uh, Whoa! <laughs> well, she made it worse, so okay. I don't feel as bad. Yep. All right, Anyhow, say how. So this was a story. Um, I'm going to read it. So it is called The Conjuring of Bigfoot, the Forgotten Case File Detailing the Time Lorraine Warren Met Sasquatch in Tennessee. <gasps> Shut the fuck up. You're correct. It's a real thing. That is so amazing. So, this is, I'm going to read this. Squatch! Squatch. So, um, famed ghost chasers. Stop laughing at me, you fucker. <laughs> Let me read this so we can be done. Okay. It's been two hours of okay. rosé. It doesn't, it's good. We're good. So, go. Fam- and go. I was trying to go. Just go. <laughs> Nike, just do it. <sighs> Shut the fuck up. Fuck off. <laughs> Uh, so famed ghost chasers Ed Lorraine Warren are best known for their terrifying cases involving demonic dolls named Annabelle and maybe assisting in the Enfield poltergeist case. Fuck Annabelle. But there's one strange tale you won't ever see in the Conjuring films, The Time Lorraine Met Bigfoot. Yes! Which is the movie I want to watch. It's that the movie is... we need. It's the movie Why we deserve. Isn't it a mo- Let's make it. <gasps> On we it. Could. We're making it. So it was announced this morning, and this was written on Friday. It was announced this morning that Lorraine Warren, 92, died peacefully in her sleep last night, and the heartfelt tributes to her life have been pouring in since the news broke. Bless your heart and fuck you if you don't agree. I only met Lorraine once, very briefly, in (laughs) 2011, but during my formative years, she and her husband's books played a big part in me, or in getting me interested in the subject of ghosts. In fact, had I not read their books in middle school, I might not, I might not be a full-time paranormal investigator or run the traveling museum of the paranormal and occult today. In their book, Ghost Hunters, published in 1989, Ed and Lorraine Warren lay out some of their most terrifying cases, investigations which include elements like disappearing Nigerian priests, judo chop martial arts murders, judo chop, hi <laughs> <laughs> She's not allowed to have rosé ever again. Um, Two hours of recording, and this is where she's at. Uh, porno theater demons and possessed biker gangs, just to name a few. Come on, you guys! Porno theater demons? 
Uh-huh. Fart demons and porno demons. Word. Yeah. It's Those legitimately kind of one of the weirdest, craziest weird books demons. you'll ever read and gives you a much better idea of the duo's actual views and investigations than offered in The Conjuring or Ger- uh, Gerard Brittle's book, The Demonologist. Right. Uh, Ghost Hunters was one of the very first books I'd ever read about paranormal investigation, and it scared the hell out of me. As it should. Uh, while reading, I'd often wonder if I was possessed because I played with kids adopted from un- other countries, an actual case file in the book, wonder whether I might be possessed because I liked fantasy books, again, actual case file, and by the time I reached the end, 11-year-old me was seriously considering converting to Catholicism so I wouldn't become possessed. The book didn't exactly age well. <laughs> <laughs> Tucked away between the tales of demonic terror, however, is a very interesting case file unlike any other in the Warrens catalog. It's not scary at all. In fact, it's actually kind of sad. Sim- or, titled simply Bigfoot and covered in a scant eight pages, this Ed Lorraine Warren story is largely forgotten, even though it's both wildly entertaining and presents some pretty groundbreaking ideas for paranormal research in the 1980s. The file begins with a quote from Lorraine. We had never paid much attention to the stories about Bigfoot, I wouldn't say that we dismissed them as fictitious, but Bigfoot didn't hold much interest for psychic investigators. That changed one spring when we were lecturing in Tennessee, and a reporter from the Elk Valley Times contacted us and told us that, or told us about some hill people who kept oh, insisting that something no. was threatening their children. You know how I feel about hill, hill people. people. <laughs> I have a legitimate fear. On a foggy morning, just before embarking on a four-day lecture tour, Ed and Lorraine headed to rural Tennessee in order to meet with a group of frightened hill people seeking their help with a very strange problem. Pancakes! (laughs) Fucking Dennis and his pancakes. (laughs) Something dwelling in the forest that was after their children. Just the day before they'd arrived, one woman claimed that a massive ape man had crept up to her two-year-old child and attempted to snatch him by the arm. Lorraine didn't exactly believe the stories, but having never seen poverty this raw, her sense of guilt pushed her to entertain the witnesses' claims and to help ease their fears. A short time later, she found herself following them into the woods, climbing steep hills and descending into the gorges in search of the legendary monster. Go, Lorraine. I just imagine her in her, right, like, in her little polyester. I know. Pump it. Ugh, I love it. Um, as a psychic ghost hunter, it wasn't exactly the kind of investigation she was used to. I don't think she owned kids. I don't think so. No. Hours later, exhausted from hours of hiking and frustrated with what felt like a waste of time before a busy lecture tour, Lorraine took a break near a tree. Suddenly, her mind flashed with a mental image of a large creature, and to quote, a fusion of man and ape, with long arms and shaggy hair. Its face was like that of a caveman, but its eyes were kind and shone with intelligence. Lorraine knew it was Bigfoot. As she focused in on the being, she realized the creature was just 40 feet from her, hiding in the thick brush, and he was in pain. Lorraine knew this because Bigfoot was telepathically speaking to her with his mind. He was hurt, the chapter reads, his hairy splayed foot scabbed with still seeping blood. During his travels that day, he had somehow injured his foot. Afraid that his injury would keep him from returning to his secret cave, the creature now projected great fear. Bigfoot missed his family, and fearing death or capture by the human seeking him out, felt trapped and isolated. He was scared for his life. Lorraine began to send Sasquatch telepathic messages, explaining that he had terrified the settlement by attempting to kidnap one of their children. Uh, But Bigfoot shook his head and responded that he had only meant to make friends with the child. Youngsters don't have the prejudices of adults, he told her. So he felt he could perhaps explain himself to the child, just as he was explaining himself to Lorraine. Eager to help, Lorraine began to shake with anxiety as she hushed her hiking group, needing complete concentration for her communication with Bigfoot, whom she felt a maternal love for. 
As she crept closer into the brush, projecting images of her bandaging Sasquatch's foot, she spoke softly to the beast, hoping to calm him enough to approach him. I'm coming to you, she mentally whispered. I will help you. I will be your friend. Suddenly, the sound of a bullhorn rang out, breaking her concentration and sending Bigfoot fleeing into the forest. A member of the hiking group had honked the horn as a joke, startling Lorraine and frightening the Sasquatch. Uh, Lorraine's mental images became frantic, the searing pain of Bigfoot's injury almost too much to take. He was running as fast as he could, limping up a hill, shaking with fear and exhaustion. Then the projections disappeared. Bigfoot was gone. Lorraine spent the next 20 minutes following a trail of blood, both redder and more uh, viscous than mm. human blood, Ugh. to the edge of a cliff. No sign of the creature could be found. Hmm. And so the case file ends with an apparent Sasquatch suicide. It's a sad <laughs> it's a sad finale to what is quite possibly the weirdest war investigation, though the State Park garbage can monster comes close, but it doesn't end there. In an intriguing addendum to the tale, demonologist Ed Warren chimes in to offer his own thoughts on Bigfoot, which are mighty interesting for a ghost hunter of the time period. It is my belief that Bigfoot is a tulpa, a mind projection, Ed states. So is the Loch Ness Monster and many other now-you-see-it-now-you-don't creatures that get reported in the press. In the most simplistic terms, Ed Warren is saying that Bigfoot is a ghost. Decades before, most ghost-centric paranormal researchers were catching on to the idea. He goes on to state that he believes the same could be said of UFOs, then goes and blames it all on black magic. I'm looking at you because black magic. <laughs> black, I blame black magic <laughs> Which for he might not be completely wrong about if you consider the theory that Aleister Crowley summoned the Loch Ness Monster. It's pretty forward-thinking stuff from the ghost hunting community of the time period, even if you have to peel the Catholicism away to see it. I'll say it again, Ghost Hunters is one of the weirdest paranormal books you'll ever read, and the modern media doesn't do Ed Lorraine Warren's actual investigations justice. Their cases are downright bonkers, loads of fun to read, and you'll never see them in The Conjuring. Theme of Bigfoot, for God's sakes. Uh, regardless of how you feel about the Warrens and their complicated history, there's no denying that their larger-than-life legacy has left a huge impact on both pop culture and paranormal investigation, and much like a poltergeist haunting an old Victorian home, their presence will be felt for years to come. Lorraine was an icon, not just because of her uncanny ability to find herself at the center of some of the world's most mysterious hauntings, but because she was a confident female voice in a field largely dominated by men. Lorraine Warren helped pave the way for women involved in paranormal investigation, and without her, who knows how many young Amy Brunies, Katrina Weidmans, or Amy Allens, or Danielle Nomchoffs and Noel Masaris <laughs> might never have existed as we know them today. The truth is, those of us involved in paranormal research at a professional level, whether skeptic, believer, or agnostic, owe Lorraine a great deal of debt for helping pave that path. Rest in peace, Lorraine. And that was by Greg Newkirk. Thank you, sir. Fucking applause. Done. Sold. There it is. Fucking well said. Yep. It was well. It was well written and one hundred percent. He's a great writer too. Yes. Yeah. So as much as like I, I can't believe in some of the stories that come from her background. I can sit back and I can one hundred percent respect her field and what she has done for, you know, people like you guys that yeah. are actually but trying I, to her and Ed. It's you know? crazy. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. So. All right, kids. Well, there it is. Our fucking mega episode <laughs> dedicated to Lorraine motherfucking Warren. Yeah, yeah girl. Um, 
here it is. We've been threatening to do it, and unfortunately, it uh, took her death to do it. We would have done it, but we just felt that it now was obviously the time. It was going to be some sort of Patreon or some sort of special episode, and it's it's still a special episode, but it was brought upon by her death, and you know what? She was 92. She lived a great fucking life. She did some fucking epic rad shit. She did, and, and I'm... we do epic rad shit now, too. We do, and I'm... I'm not saying it's going to happen now, but I am excited for the future of investigating Yeah, when that team, Ed Lorraine, mm-hmm. uh, give us some more information from the other side. Well, there you go. Because you know sure as hell that they going to do something. Yeah, they will. But if they're not going to stop. Well, they built the yeah, com- no. communications on this side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can go over there. They can build the communications. They're oh, going to. Yeah. They're gonna, ain't nothing, ain't nothing they're gonna, gonna be stop the, those They're two. gonna be the AT and T. They're gonna be connecting the worlds. As long as motherfucker. I don't know. If I, know. Did that, I know. Yes. No. Uh, whatever. But yes. But what's his? Uh, I know that guy. That guy. Oh fuck! What's his name? God damn it! I'm not gonna say him. it. But uh, yes, that guy. So our 100th review <laughs> episode. <laughs> It will be something else now. Loch Ness Monster. I'm putting it out there right now. Nick is going to have a Scottish fucking accent the entire goddamn time. Oh. Live from Scotland. I mean, if we go there and do that oh. episode so, 100, uh. yes. You can say whatever you want. I won't be listening, Not whatever as always. we want. Not whatever we want. <laughs> don't We've ever, had enough don't rapey demons accent. and every... Uh, uh. Anyway, uh. so... All right, kids. Well, do the thing. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell your Not mother. Yet. Tell your brother. What the? Time f- out. Why are you fucking timeouting me? Hold on. Pause. No. Nope. Hold on. Pause. Nobody can see what the fuck you're doing. No, I know. But the pause was so I can edit things out, possibly. Do you guys have anything to tell them about upcoming events, possibly? No. Oh. No. Well, yeah. No. Are we saying that We're now? We're very... Are we doing it now? Well, it's already a month out and everything, and we, we got might as well, uh, four episodes. So, well, this is like uh, hour is it for 12 sure? into the episode. Is it is anyone, for sure. Are you okay, still it listening? is for sure, so fucking yeah, throw no, it in. All right. Friends, kids, Romans, gentlemen, If you're ladies, still listening. If oh. you're still listening, we have been invited to be part of the Sacramento Podcast Festival. We have. It's our very first live show. Live mm-hmm. show. And yeah, it'll be June June 1st. Yeah, 10 p.m. June 1st, 10 p.m. at Stab Comedy Theater. Woo-hoo! Hey, yeah. I mean, maybe what you should do is just record a clip of us saying that <laughs> that we can put at the top <laughs> at the beginning just in case <laughs> that's that's what i'm gonna do so if you want to come uh if you listen and you're local and you want to come meet us see us have yeah. some drinks because you know what we do yeah. come do the thing yeah. um we're gonna do a live fucking everything the thing that we do here we're gonna do it live with our faces you can actually see her oh boy not my out loud facial expression her, her out loud yeah yeah. That and so. that one to seven scaled ass <laughs> that's gonna be there. It You're is such a fucking dumbass. Nick drinks a lot, but he doesn't forget. I don't know why I'm super thug right I don't now. Know why you are there? Because you're not. You're not. I'm not. At all. I'm in khakis right now. He asked us to go to Compton and get him a shirt, and we're like, "You realize that Sacramento? I don't know. Like it's California. I imagine everything's right next to each other. No, it's fucking not. Anyway, so rate, yeah. review, subscribe. Come see us live. If you want to see us live, come see us live. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be rad. We're fun. We're cute. I'll Both have a judgmental top knot. I'm sure. Because when don't do. I? 
um, mm. and do the thing. So yeah, stab, uh, stab, stab no, comedy, comedy theater, comedy. I don't fucking know. You said do what you got to do, stab. And my <laughs> thing was like, don't fucking stab. Don't, don't listen to her. Don't stab don't people. Stab don't listen to me. That's the name Sacramento of Sacramento Podcast Festival at the Stab Comedy Club. Yes. Okay. Uh, we're 10 p.m. on whatever that fucking Saturday, Saturday is. I'm sure we so can that's, post something that's what in the. Us. I, I'm sure I we can post, post something. But yeah, yeah, we're doing a live show. It's live. Hey, we're doing this. We're gonna we're, tell you stories live. It's gonna be great, and it won't be seven. It won't be hey. twenty four hours long. <laughs> it won't be because we're not talking about Elaine. Elaine, Lorraine. Wow, done. We're Time done. Out. We're done. We're done. That's it. That's it. <laughs> cut All right, we're clocking out, everybody. These guys are cut I'm off. I'm gonna do the Elaine dance now. <laughs> on a, on a, on a, on the count of three, can we can we do a ghosts and hoes yay, and then you guys can do your kisses? Yes, yay? please. One, two, three. Ghosts and ho- Okay, we should really yeah. practice these. That's not a thing. <laughs> Fuck it. Do your thing. Cue the outro. Okay. All right. Well, thank you um, for listening yep. to all 14 hours of this Rest episode. Rest in peace, Lorraine Warren. We love you. Big mwah, ups mwah, mwah. to Lorraine Warren St. Lorraine. Uh, hexes and hoes. Hexes yeah. and hoes. And keep waltzing with Ed. Bye. Bye. Bye.